new website, new, <laughs> new all kinds of other things, new, new everything. HG Wow, new hope. Take one. Hi, HT Wow listeners. Thank you for dialing us up on the internet. And uh, we have a lot of exciting things to tell you before we get to the December episode. Because, I don't know, Toby, a lot of stuff is happening. It's, it's stuff that uh, has been talked about between you and I for months now, and we're finally making it happen. A lot of people talk about things, but we actually did it. Yes, we followed through. And when I say we, I mean you. Yeah, I made it happen, uh, but... You are welcome to enjoy the spoils of my hard work. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we have always been on the Blowout Podcast Network. That's where a lot of you have found us uh, in the past uh, on the iTunes. And hopefully we will continue to be uh, for as long as they will allow us to. But we also have now established our own presence on streaming services to make it easier for you to subscribe to us and keep up with us. So if you search HTWOW, you can find all of our old episodes and every episode we do into perpetuity on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, you also should make sure that you check out oldwaver.com because we have totally revamped that website. Now, it is totally dedicated to the podcast. It has all of the old episodes. Uh, it has all of the ways that you can contact us. Uh, it has uh, also the patron page, the premium page, where you can subscribe and get bonus content and free stuff. Well, it's not free because you're paying for it, but you can get merch. Uh, then there's also the merch store where you can uh, get stuff like uh, stickers and buttons and shirts and hats and uh, even random stuff like guitar picks or uh, cornhole sets. <laughs> Just random crap uh, that I thought would be funny to put the HTWOW logo on. Because we do have a new logo, um, a new website, uh, new channels. We're, we're going worldwide and we're blowing up. And we appreciate all of you who have found us before. And we welcome all of you that are finding us now for the first time. We're really excited to, uh, I don't know, make this easier to find. Yes. We're very excited. <laughs> we're very excited to now be easier to find. There you go. And we're very excited for, uh, it to be easier for you to share. If you think that you have a buddy who would like the stuff that we play, uh, or is a di big ticket P one or used to go see Toby in one of his bands back in the day, then you can uh, send them our website. You can send them the links at uh, any of the aforementioned podcast sites, and it'll be much easier for uh, you and your friends to keep up with the show. But thank you, uh, oldwaver.com, the end. That was a lot of information. You did great. Last Christmas by George Michael. By Wham. Oh, is it not? Yeah, we went over this last year. It's by Wham. Don't don't yell at me because I don't know don't the history Andrew of Ridgely. Wham.
It's not the radio edit. together <laughs> hi and welcome this is h2l number 18 high tea with old waver your favorite music and beer podcast it's the december 2018 episode my name is dave i'm also known as old waver you can reach me on twitter at old waver he is high tea Toby Pipes. You can reach him at uh, Toby Pipes on Twitter, at Toby Pipes. And uh, we are back home. We are back in the friendly confines of Toby's home studio in College Station, Texas. Does it feel comfy to be back? Oh, it feels so good. It's so cozy in here. (laughs) Not that anything was wrong with Tatches. It was great. No, yeah. If you missed last month, please go back and listen. We'll talk plenty about uh, the subject of last month's episode. But uh, November, we were on the road. We were in Dripping Springs in the hill country of Central Texas, outside of Austin, just to the west. Beautiful area. Yes. We were at Taylor Tatch's studio uh, because you were there helping him with his new Shadow of Jets record or something, right? Yeah. We recorded guitars for the next two days after you left. Yeah, so we did that, and uh, of course the subject of that show was the Jesus and Mary Chain Nine Inch Nails shows that took place at Toyota Music Factory, or I guess the Pavilion at Toyota Music Factory. I liked it. At the end of November. And yes, we have uh, loads to talk about because you and I both went, and uh, it was a very eventful (laughs) uh, evening, lots of... uh, Lots of things went wrong, lots of things went right, uh, and good times were had by all. So we'll talk about uh, our misadventures, and then we'll talk about the show uh, a little bit later. Um, I do have gifts for you, because it is a Christmas episode. 
but I think I'll wait until after my first song to okay. give you my gifts. Oh, okay. You mean special HT Wow gifts? Yeah, they're special HT Wow gifts, and it will kind of. Uh, um, even though we haven't recorded the, the bumper at the front yet, it will harken back to the bumper at the front. Oh, okay, good. And uh, it will kind of um, set up a little bit of talk about the future of the pod. It's a very exciting time for us. Yes. Not only is it the most wonderful time of the year, <laughs> it is, uh, it's kind of like uh, this podcast is uh, molting its adolescent skin and growing into a, a fully adult podcast it's a new beginning yes a so, new hope <laughs> yes so we will talk about that a little bit later um we are of course a music podcast and a beer podcast and uh if this is your first time joining us i bring three songs toby brings three songs i bring a beer toby brings a beer and we start today with uh, my selection, a seasonal, but as I told you before we started rolling tape, unfortunately the selection of seasonals was a little skimpy where I was. Where'd you go? Uh, gosh, I think it was the Seagulls that I had gone to once before. <laughs> it was right by the studio that I was at. So With the weird dude? Yeah, I don't think he was there. Okay. Um, yeah, so they didn't have a whole ton of uh, seasonal selections, so... Uh, I went with this one. It is from Breckenridge Brewery out of Colorado. They they have good stuff. I can't remember what their flagship beer is. I didn't think to get seasonal. Was I supposed to? No. You can uh, do whatever you want. Okay. But this is a Christmas ale. And if I can read, it says it's a uh, multi full-bodied winter warmer. And it's, I think, a 7.2% alcohol. Goodness. Well, at least it's not one of your... Yeah, it's not over 10, which is what I usually go for. <laughs> yeah, wasn't the last one, didn't they just give up on the... Yeah, I think the last one, the Bitter Sisters, was it was like 11 to 13. They just... It's always different, I suppose, whenever you know what, they do a batch. You know what we need to do? And we, we might have it at the end of the episode today... I saved uh, three bottles of our um, homemade. Oh, of the Yacht Rock Saison yeah, from H2 Wow Brewing? Yeah, and I had one a couple of days ago. Yeah? It's better than it was before, even. Oh, we definitely need to toast to that this evening. It's the end of the year. Yeah. So we need to, you know, talk about old times. Yeah. Reminisce about Reminisce. the year that was in H2 Wow. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. You know, I... I I'm not a huge fan of, of dark beers. If you can't see through it, I usually don't want to drink it because yeah. I'm just kind of, uh, I don't know, vaginal in that way. <clears throat> I like a dark beer. But yeah, as, uh, as the winter warmers go, it is nice and malty, but not too much. And it doesn't have like nutmeg or allspice or anything punching you in the face. Yeah, I was worried with the Breckenridge that it would be full-on ski vacation. Like pine needles yeah. and, and moss. Yeah, but it's not bad at all. No, I like this. Yeah. So I, I look forward to slamming a couple of these before we figure out what uh, you brought to the pod. Okay. And um, Toby does have a theme for this episode. Do you want to wait or do you want to tip your hand at this point? Um... Yeah, we can wait till I, I uh, 
play the first jam, but uh, we can say that uh, I I am going to go ahead and go with the producer thing for the first time. Yeah, we've we've talked about it. Uh, people have asked on the social media and the uh, internets. There was one particular. Uh, was it a Joel? tweet or an email that they can they just talked me into it? I think it was an email from our buddy Joel. Okay. Yes, and if you do want to, uh, if you're not on Twitter or you just would prefer to uh, send an email, you can reach both of us at htwowpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Toby enjoys doing uh, themed shows because Toby generally looks back into 70s, 80s, 90s for uh, stuff that we need to listen to or revisit. And he's done... He's done a, a few that were about particular bands. He's done a few that were about particular artists who were in different bands and did solo stuff and uh, collaborations and stuff like that. But this time you are going uh, for the producer. Yeah, and that opens up a lot of uh, options. Yeah, and I'll be curious to see what uh, kind of the, th- the common threads are and how... Um, the producer that you chose puts his fingerprint on on the stuff that he does. Yeah, I want to see if you can tell if it sort of sounds like if these producers have a certain sound. You know what I mean? Right. Because that's what, you know, that's what, uh, I mean, part of it is their reputation and their personality that makes bands want to work with them and I guess where they record. Mm -hmm. But also it's their signature sound and what they can get out of a band that makes people want to work with a producer. Yeah, and some of these guys add a lot of stuff. They even like, yeah, in. they're composers and they add arrangements and do all kinds of other stuff that, that uh, really makes the song bigger and better than it was to begin with. Yeah, and then you find out later on, like, whatever happened to that band? I like those first two records and then they just sucked. Like, then they started self-producing because they yeah. thought they were too cool for school. Yeah, and then you realize, wait a minute, that guy was pretty important. Um, but this guy in particular, people like to stick with him, so... He's, uh, he's one of the best. Okay, so we'll get to that in just a, a few minutes. Uh, but first, I get to go. And I usually bring current stuff, I suppose. Not necessarily um, brand new bands that no one's ever heard of before, but uh, I guess... New releases. Current releases of bands that uh, we love from back in the day. Because there's a whole lot of them that are still active or have reactivated, which is kind of the case uh, for this one. It's a, a, a band that we've not played on the pod, I don't think, but that we've certainly mentioned a handful of times. It's Swerve Driver. They started back in uh, 1989 in Oxford. They're an English band. And uh, the main dude is Adam Franklin. And... They were an early uh, shoegaze band, and uh, they put out, I guess, like three very influential records. Um, and then, well, I guess they they had they ended up having label troubles. They ended up breaking up. Um, you know, they went off and did their own things. But then they ended up getting back together in, uh, I guess, about ten years ago. And back in 2014, they put out a record. I Wasn't Born to Lose You, that was really very good. And coming up uh, next month in January, they're going to uh, put out yet another record, a brand new record called Future Ruins. And You went to the uh, 
didn't you go to the show, the Dada one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I stayed after. I went and saw with my girlfriend. I drag, I dragged a drug. I drug her to Dada to see Swerve Driver. Drugged her. And no, I didn't drug her. I oh. dragged her. Dra- um, and we saw we saw Tatch there, and this is before Tatch cut his hair, so he was uh, like front row, banging his giant mop of, of salt and pepper hair. He was full on Einstein. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, we in, we thoroughly enjoyed that show, and then we stayed after, and I, I bought a uh, a record, and I stayed after for uh, uh, Adam Franklin to sign it. And got a picture taken with him and, you know, tried to talk to him about, I don't know, South by Southwest or some, I don't know what I was trying to talk to him about. And he was just having none of it. And you can see in the picture, he's just looking at me like I'm a narc. <laughs> like, who is this just dorky, preppy dude? Uh, he's a I, nice guy, though. I wonder if he was just having a night. I don't know. Or maybe, I, or maybe it's just me projecting that, you know, but I, you know, I don't come off as... A uh, particularly hip individual. Sure you do, Dave. I just, you know, a a lot of my friends are musicians and are legitimately cool. And I always feel like a poser. (laughs) And so I just, I felt like, I'll have to show you the picture. I just, I felt like he was counting the seconds until I left his presence. Well, he was, you know, we, um, we opened up for him. When was this? Little Black Dress in Fort Worth opened up. uh, It was just us and Adam Franklin. Oh, wow. When he was solo? It was just him. It wasn't a band or anything. It was just a pedal board and him, and he was great. But we had one of our big uh, band moments that we were covering a Jesus and Mary Chain song, and he walks up to the front of the stage. I mean, Adam Franklin is standing there and just goes, Jesus and Mary Chain, that's cool. (laughs) And we were like, hey validation wow but we talked to him for a bit afterwards and then uh, um you know and i have a a south by story about him later yeah we definitely need to tell that story because boy things could have turned out a lot different (laughs) for one of our friends had he been in the right place at the right time (sighs) but uh yeah he seemed like a really nice guy when we met him at the uh fort worth uh lola's jam but um, maybe he was just having, you know, he was back with his bandmates and was starting to realize why he hated their guts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he was just tired. I don't know. I'm sure that wasn't that. Uh, but yes, we're going to play. Um, there are three songs that have uh, kind of made their way uh, as early releases from Future Ruins, which is coming out next month. Um, they're all pretty good, but this one is my favorite. Um, it is uh, about... Being uh, murdered by remote control robots. It is called Drone Lover on HT Wow.
That's great. That could have come off of any of those older records. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have uh, perfected that formula. And I, I know that sometimes bands can fall into the trap of sounding always the same. Yeah, yeah, just rehashing the exact same jams. But I, I think that they there's enough like interest and interplay and things going on for you to to dive into each song and and pick out and enjoy that they never get old for me yeah his voice there is something about it it's awesome he's always been cool man Who, those, uh, those first two records um raise and uh, mescal head mm-hmm. and that's what uh the when I saw them, that's what they were doing. Was you know they were doing their album tour where they were playing Rays and then Mescalhead. I think that was the last time they played at Trees. I think. Okay. And it was so great. Those those first two records are must-haves if you're into shoegaze at all. Yeah, I was really into the records. I never saw the band proper. I've only seen Adam. Um, Did he do some Swerve Driver in the the set that you saw? At South by or uh, the or the uh, Lola's the, one? The Lola's thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. It sounded great. Um, but like I said, I felt bad for him because I was like, where is everybody? You know, I mean it was decent in there, but for him at Lola's it should have been packed. Like the um the South by the South by show we were at was massively packed. But that was the first that would have been right after the band when did they break up oh gosh that first time the first time i think it was around 98 oh maybe it was a few years after that no oh yeah because 99th dream came out in 98 Mm -hmm. and then they broke up like right after okay well i can't remember exactly when it was but the the story is is that um and this is the first time i met adam outside when he was uh real angry about the night because he started his set, and uh, you could tell that something was happening, and they couldn't find their drummer. And the drummer finally showed up. And, and he was wasted, right? He couldn't, he could barely stand. And then they, uh, and he kind of makes his way through the crowd and sits on the drum set, and you can kind of see uh, Adam Franklin yelling at him. And because we were, up on a balcony thing looking down at them right by the stage where, where what was that it where was, were it, we it was it was uh it was kind of on a side street off of sixth yeah and it was an upstairs bar like you had to go up a staircase to get there yeah and i have no idea the name of the place um well someone that had to do something with adam franklin got us up to that thing to so we could look down onto the stage and then about the second song, after between, maybe it was the second or third song, because he kind of yelled at him between every song and during songs, the drummer just fell off the back, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he just kind of lean back, and then that was it. He never uh, came back from it. And he basically just told him to, you know, get off the stage, and that was it for that dude. And then said, does anyone here know any of our songs? And Taylor just happened to be at the bar or in the bathroom at that moment. I think maybe he was, there was some reason why, yeah, he was either at the bar or in the bathroom or outside. 
But we, yeah, we we're all like, where's Taylor? Yeah, because he knows all the songs. Hi-Fi Drowning worships Swerve Driver, so it was like he knew every bit of these songs. And we were like, hold on, and that the girl. This is why I thought the girl had something to do with him, because she was like, do you know anybody that knows? These songs, and I was like, the guy that was just standing here is a drummer, and he knows every single one of these songs. Let me go find him. And then uh, a guy that Adam Franklin knew in the audience goes, dude, I'll do it. And then he just, uh, I wish I remembered the name of the band that that guy was in. But anyway, he jumped up there, and they started the next song and finished the set. Yeah, and then Taylor comes back with his drink like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and we were like, you blew it, chief. If you had been standing right here, you would be a member of Swerve Driver. I'm not too sure that that was the drummer from Swerve Driver that was with Adam that night. That guy, that wasn't just drinking. No. Something else was happening with him. He he fell off the seat. Yeah, he, he fell backwards and almost kicked over his kit. Yeah, and... uh then we talked to him. Were you with me when we talked to him outside? No, I wasn't there for that. Yeah, so I forget. Because he wouldn't have talked to you because he would have thought I was a narc. <laughs> I forgot who we were with, and I could tell he was kind of pacing up and down, and I was like, hey, man, this show, it ended up great. And he was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, it doesn't matter. This is the only thing anyone will remember from South by Southwest is that your drummer fell off the stool, and you had to get someone from the audience to finish the gig. It's it's better than the show. The story's better than the show. Kind of like the Nine Did you Inch make him Nails. feel better? <laughs> he seemed to kind of go, yeah, but I don't think I made no, him feel better. No. I think he was kind of like, if I kind of agree with this guy, he'll probably leave. He so. d- he he definitely seems like he just um, like he just ate a lemon. <laughs> no, I think you got him on a bad night, man. So, was, you, so you think he's generally a happy-go-lucky guy? No, he is not a happy-go-lucky okay, guy. Okay, that's all I'm saying. By any means. He's just, uh, you know, he's... Uh, what's the best way to put it? He's English? Right, yeah. He has an overcast personality. Yeah, he's got it. That's it exactly, Dave. See, that's why every episode I'm reminded that you're the radio genius. <laughs> right. That right. you are. What do you think about the new scarves on the wall? We'll have to take a picture. Yeah, you relocated the scarves. You did a little bit more soundproofing here in the uh, the home studio. The scarves look better. It looks nice. Okay, well, let's go ahead and uh, let me give you your your Christmas present, and <sighs> we'll we'll talk about. I feel like it has something to do with what I just said. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Okay, here here's your gift bag. Oh, wow. The present I gave you, I just threw it on your bag. Yeah, you didn't even wrap it. I know. I'm well, sorry. that's a that's a re-gifted bag, so it's not like I went out to the store and bought it. <laughs> you didn't go out and get me a Yoda bag? No. It's got a, a, a clone trooper on one side and Yoda really on the does. other. Okay, uh, there there's a small thing uh, kind of wrapped by itself. Are we supposed to talk t- about that? Yeah, sure. Oh, I thought it was something else. No, yeah. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Just on top. Oh, wait. Yeah. I got that. Okay, I got yeah. that. Un- unwrap that. That's the first thing. Okay. What is it? Look at this. Oh, dude. How did this happen? It's a say, what it, say what it is. It's a high tea with old waiver with our new logo thing. Um, on the, on the bottle opener. 
like a, you know the fancy ones that bartenders have. Yeah, like the ones that are always sticking out of their back pocket. Yeah, when dudes like, hold on, let me get and then, you. And then they do. They have the like assembly line of Coors Lights and they go. Psh, 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 yeah. Psh, psh, psh. And then at the end, twist it like a revolver. Right. They spin it yeah. on their finger and put it back yeah, in their pocket. Yeah, that's exactly what this. How did you? How, that's, how did this that's, happen? That's from our new online store. It looks really good. Yeah. Right. The um. Man, I'm I'm happy with the colors we picked there. Yeah, that looks awesome. How did uh? So you can order these? Yes. If someone wants that, I forget how much they are. We'll take a picture and yeah. you can tweet it because you have followers. Yes, I will tweet it uh, at some point. But yes, uh, and I said that this Jeez. will this will uh, harken back to what we talked about in the uh, the bumper at the front. Yeah. The, the little promo. When we're tanked at the front. Yeah. So we have. Um, a relaunched website. Uh, we have our own presence on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and Spotify. And we also have on oldwaver.com, the relaunched version of oldwaver.com, uh, we have uh, links for a merch store mm -hmm. where you can buy hats and shirts and bottle openers with our kick-ass new logos. And uh, we also have a, uh, a subscription thing. Who knows if it'll actually work, but I've seen other podcasts do it. It's like the, uh, the patron thing where you can sign up uh -huh. and uh, give us a dollar every month just because you like us. <laughs> <laughs> but if you give higher dollar amounts, and I forget what they are, uh, it's kind of like the PBS pledge drive where you get uh, gifts with uh, each level. And so I think one's a koozie, one's a koozie and t-shirt, and then go ahead and open the rest of the okay, gift. Okay, okay. Man, I can't, um, this, by the, this is solid. This yeah, is like it's, a it's real metal. thing. It's for real. Hopefully the logo doesn't scratch off like the first time you use it. It doesn't seem like it would. Look at this. Oh, you know I love a scarf. When did you order this? A couple weeks ago. And it got here already. I know. It came on, uh, uh, just a Saturday, and this is a Monday, so it came at the last opportunity I had to bring it down here. Wow, is this from that same German company? Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a footy scarf, and oh, uh, dude, this looks really good. Yeah, it's got our logo on either side, and then uh, in the middle where the club name would be, it just says HT Wow in all caps. Oh man, so think it looks pleased good. Pleased with this, wow. I can't believe that this happened. And you can just order one? No, I ordered, so I ordered four. But still though, that's amazing. I, I ordered one for you, one for me, and then I have two in inventory because these are not available in the online store. The only way that someone can get a HTWOW scarf, you can sign up through the link at oldwaver.com at the $50 level and you'll get a koozie, uh, a t-shirt, an HTWOW scarf, uh, footy scarf that Toby's holding right now. And I think uh, you also will be able to uh, choose the subject of a future episode if you want to. Man, this is really, this looks really good. It's legit, right? Uh, it really is. Wow. I know. I, I, I kept, can't believe that you've done all of this stuff. You're really good at this. I am. Uh, I, I've, I've been on a very uh, productive streak. This is the kind of stuff that takes bands like three years to do. <laughs> well, I don't have much else going on in my life, so I can, uh, I can devote energy to frivolous things like ordering 
and designing HTWOW scarves I'm on real, the internet. I'm real pleased with the logo. Do you want to give props to... Oh, yes. We need to give props to, uh, to uh, Sweet Baby Angel, SBA. <laughs> That's what uh, that's what my girlfriend calls him. They used to work together. Uh-huh. He's a uh, a graphic designer and artist. He's really good and super positive. Yeah, guy. Tim Tim Childress. He is uh, so talented, and he did our new uh, logos for us. And uh, yeah, I, I had to, Jeez. I had to, you know, because when they do the stitching on the uh, the scarves, it's kind of like, you know. Uh, it's blocky. It's kind of like eight-bit graphics. Yeah, yeah. It looks it's sort of Atari. Yeah. So I had to. I had to kind of. Uh, I had to kind of fix it mm-hmm. when I uploaded it, so it, it it looked right. It looks great. But it, but you it know, turned out good. It's a. It's like a record player is playing the top of a beer can. Yes. Man, I can't believe you did this. All I got you was a Nerf goal. That's okay. It's and okay, it, but it you... doesn't even have anything on it. it says Nerf on it. But, but it's going to uh, bring hours of enjoyment to myself and my, my daughter, so... It really will. I love my Nerf goal. But this is over the top. I yeah. Can't, I can't wait to uh, send this out. Yeah, so uh, that is um, an HTWOW Christmas that you just listened to. But yeah, please go to uh, oldwaver.com and check out the, uh, the merch store and the patron page. And if you feel like ordering anything uh, or you feel like supporting us in any way... We would truly, truly appreciate it. Man, that's awesome. I was not expecting that. Um, well, you're welcome, and Merry Christmas, and you. Happy Holidays, this and Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Kwanzaa, and Christmas. and all of the holidays. Ever. Best Christmas ever. Hashtag best Christmas ever. Okay, let's switch gears now, and let's, uh, let's take everybody out of their suspense. <laughs> they, they've been holding their breath. Who is the Who mystery is producer? producer? Uh, Stephen Street. When I said it to you earlier, you, of course, were excited about it. Yes. I was like, oh, perfect. And the first thing I asked was, uh, do you follow him on Twitter? Because I do. Does he have like a million uh, fan? Like he's, he's a pretty popular guy. Uh, I don't think so. Um, let, let, let me tell you. Hold on. He has uh, just over 10,000 followers. Wow. He's just at Street Steven. Well. He's one of those one of those names, especially if you like the kind of music that we like that you've no, no doubt heard over yeah. the years. Go back and look at your records. I'm sure Steven Street is on there somewhere. Even as an engineer in the early days, he was in a... Um, he started off, of course, once again. You know, I, I always say good engineers and producers always start off as bass players. Right. I don't understand why, because I think that they feel like they need to do something else for the band, like record them. Right, they, so, need, they need to prove their worth. He was in a band called uh, B.I.M. or BIM. Mm-hmm. They did okay, but then him and his... Uh, the other guy in the band ended up producing Massive Attack and uh, Nana Cherry, and I think married Nana Cherry. Yeah, Cameron McVeigh. Was oh, do the you other, have the was, thing up? I, well, yeah, I have uh, Stephen Street's wiki. So yeah, Cameron McVeigh was the other dude in BIM who went on to produce Massive Attack. Yeah, and a couple of other things, which is kind of cool. But his first thing when he started at uh, 
Because back then, a lot of the record companies would have the studios that they worked out of a lot. It was the Island Records one, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, Fallout Shelter Studio. Yeah. his One of his first, in, as an in-house engineer, was with the Smiths. How lucky is that? Yeah, no kidding. That on their second single, I'm not sure if it was their second single, but on one of their very early works... The Smiths are in there, and he says on that on that same page that he'd just seen them a few weeks before on top of the pops. How cool is that? Yeah, it was. Uh, Heaven knows I'm miserable now. Was that was like one of his first jobs working at at the Island Records studio. That I mean, that's awesome. And then of course, for years after that, he worked on Smiths Records, ended up producing a bunch, uh, and then doing a lot of Morrissey stuff. But for the first song I'm going to play of his. We've probably talked about this a lot, but how do you, how do you feel about Meet Is Murder as a Smiths record? I, I enjoy it. It's um, not your favorite one. I would say it's 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 probably my second favorite. Mm-hmm. I, the, the Queen is dead. I mean, if we're just talking proper albums, not compilations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, Strange Ways, Queen is dead. Um, Self-titled. Uh, yeah. So if you were out of those, I. I mean, Queen is Dead is number one for me, then uh, Meet is Murder, then Strange Ways, then the first one. Yeah, I, I think that Meet is Murder might be my favorite. Really? Yeah, and I remember the day uh, my brother brought the cassette home and looking at the album or the cassette cover, you know, with the army helmet with the Meet is Murder on the side and the whole, I just, I thought it was so cool. But this is the first song off Meet is Murder. And it's a good kickoff if you want to get into Stephen Street's style. Of and you're going to play it on yellow vinyl. I know. I don't think that that was normal. I don't know why. Is that a reissue? I, I'm sure it is. But uh, I'm always surprised when I get it out because I'm like, look, look how cool the vinyl looks. We'll take a picture of that, too. Looks great. It looks awesome. But let's play it, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Uh, Headmaster's Ritual by the Smiths and Stephen Street on HD Well. Knees, knees you in the groin, elbow in the face. 
got a hot fade on that at the end. Yeah. That went quick, didn't it? That was George Martin style. Um, yeah, that uh, that has always been a favorite of mine. Um, I mean, it's a great side one, track one, for damn sure. So good. Uh, if you're going to work with bands early on, I would pick The Smiths. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be your first job. Yeah. It's a good job. But he, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, he is one of those producers that, um, especially later on with Morrissey, he wrote a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's why bands like working with him so much, because he's a musician guy. He knows what he's doing. Well, I didn't remember, or I guess I didn't know that Stephen Street was a bass player first. But yeah. it ma- but it makes sense, you know, if you've if you've only listened to the Smiths on CD or MP3, if you've never listened to the Smiths on vinyl, then it, it makes a difference, doesn't it? You don't have a, an appreciation for how badass. Andy Rourke is He's as a bass so player. Good. I was going to say the same thing. You can hear the bass so good in that. Yeah, and and just the way that Stephen Street mics it and places it in the mix, it's just perfect. It's perfect. It's really good. But that will uh, kick us off for. Uh, there's a reason why most of the things that he's recorded, uh, without knowing it, I didn't know back then who produced this stuff, because the earlier Smith stuff, uh, John Porter, of course, produced it. I mean, at one point, John Porter's the producer and Stephen Street's the engineer for the Smiths. And Johnny Marr's sitting in there. I mean, you know. It's a lot of genius in one room. It's a lot of good stuff happening. But anyway, this is going to be a, a fun episode. It was, I've said before, it's hard to pick out things. This was a real tough one. Yeah, because he's got such a... A long and varied career so how do you narrow it down to three songs yeah it goes on forever but you know i picked the ones that we would dig and the hits right you know i'm uh i'm worried about the last song i'll pick because i'm well i'll ask you in a minute if we've already played it at one point but we'll see yeah I, i'm just reading through the the bit about viva hate uh-huh which you know obviously was morrissey's solo debut and it came down to uh, Vinnie Riley, who was what a Duruti Column guitarist, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, um, and and didn't he was he the guy that ended up doing some stuff with the Smiths at the end, or who was that? Oh, the the second guitar player. Yeah. The, on the Strange Ways tour, I can't remember who that was. Yeah, because I know he ended up playing some stuff with Morrissey. Um, but yeah, Vinnie Riley. Uh, claimed to have written the majority of the tracks on Viva Hate, and Stephen Street was like, no, no, I wrote them all, and you just came in to play them. Yeah, exactly. So I'd love to... Uh, yeah, Street uh, is credited as producer, songwriter, guitarist, and bassist on Viva Hate. <laughs> yeah, so he, after that, he was the Smiths, and Morrissey sang on it. Right. And they put it out as Morrissey Records. So I think he knows what he's doing. He totally knows what he's doing. It's good, right? Any excuse to play the Smiths on the the pod is great in my book, especially on the vinyl. Right, it's good. It's, it's our, a, it's it's our a, only vinyl of the of the day. It is. Uh, it is fitting though because this is the one year anniversary of your Christmas turntable. <laughs> 
It was your big gift last year, right? Wow, you just pulled it all back together. I know. That's really good. Yeah, it is. I got it last Christmas, and it still works. It's great. It makes it's, me jealous. It only has one little bit of damage. Do you see that? A little chip on the lid. There's a little chip on, on the, the lid cover. because Pace was playing uh, volleyball, I think, in the uh, living room and knocked over something on the bookshelf that landed and broke some stuff on the way down. Mm. And of course, when I got back in town and saw all of this on top of the record player, I ran over to it. But one little scratch, that's okay. Yeah, sure. No one, no one notices it but you. Still, still works. Yeah, I, I'm very, I'm still very jealous of your turntable. One day, because I just have, I have the, what did, what did we decide that was? Is it an Audio Technica? I don't know. I forgot to look at it again. Yours? Oh no, this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is an Audio Technica. I thought you were talking about yours. Yeah, no, mine is an Audio Technica, but it's like the the ninety nine dollar Audio Technica. Well, this is only one up from that. I know, but it but it looks so much better. It, like you, it does you, look good. You can put that on the top of the console. Mine has to be underneath, like behind a door, so you don't have to look at it. <laughs> this one is obviously a is Audio Technica. What techniques turned no, into? No, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with techniques. Uh, well, it's obviously a copy of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, one day I will get a big boy turntable that I can proudly display on the top of a console. You should. You you. Uh, turns out you like music. I do. So, I'm, pr I'm pretty partial to music, especially when it's on vinyl. And you just uh, rated Craig's um, vinyl stash, even though I think you had half of it already. Yeah, our, fr our friend... Uh, Craig, who, if you've listened to the podcast before, um, has help for everything, including swarming his yard and picking up all of his animal feces. Uh, he had a, uh, I mean, it wasn't a huge collection, but it was a pretty impressive collection of vinyl from back in the 80s. And he just decided that he didn't want to lug it around anymore. And he was never going to buy a record player. He said he's he doesn't care to ever listen to these again. So he basically let me and uh, another one of our friends, Dale, uh, root through it. Well, it's because he it's not like he ever he doesn't ever want to listen to him again. He's got them all on it's all digital for him now, and right. which makes sense for Craig because it's cleaner. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to worry about dust. And he's the cleanest. I mean, could you imagine Craig putting a vinyl back in the? paper right like he puts on white gloves oh god yeah so uh it, it worked out well for dale because quite a few of the albums were ones that i already had um, but i did come away with some uh, some really good stuff i we probably need to at, well, at some point I'll, I'll try and do a uh a, a craig's collection episode and i'll bring stuff that i lifted off of craig craigslist yeah craigslist Albums I got off of Craigslist. That's pretty good. And it is good. Um, you just mentioned Dale. Mm-hmm. Man, that dude, if you want to go see a concert... He's a good concert buddy. He yeah. is the most chill concert dude. Yeah, he was our fourth for Nine Inch Nails and uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. Man, he do you wanna, takes Do you want to get into that next? Yeah, let's do that next because, man, he takes it easy. Yeah, he he does not care about anything. Yeah. And that's great because 
There was a lot of stuff that <laughs> there was a you lot of could stuff have cared on. about. Because, you know, people talk. Right. Yeah. And I, let's, and we, I hate we'll, that. We'll talk after. Yeah, we'll talk after. The, we'll discuss it. And, man, I was nudging him going, hey, man. And he was like, yeah. He's chilled out. Uh, but we'll get into that. We'll get into the, because uh, we got stories. Do you want to play your next jam? Or yeah. Or do you want to? Um, I do. I do. I was going to ask you, though, have you poured your second Breckenridge yeah. Christmas ale? Did you see what happened right then? No. It was like uh, I broke through the iceberg and it all just, because before I was holding it straight up and down and nothing was coming out. Okay, because I, th- I thought yours wasn't as frozen as mine because, you know, I, I they were in my car driving down here and... So I put them in the freezer when I got here. And so round two, uh, <laughs> the necks were totally frozen. Yeah. And so mine is like a root beer float. Yeah, but um, mine broke through finally, and uh, it, all, it all happened. Still tastes good. Mm. Usually, you know, by That's the... That's a cold beer. Usually by the second one, um, I'm starting to get real honest about how I feel about the beer. <laughs> No, this is really smooth, especially yeah, this is uh, right. for for a stout. Yeah, I enjoy it. Okay, good stuff. I am going to now um, play another '90s band, not necessarily contemporaries of uh, Swerve Driver, um, because they were in a completely different scene. And I don't know if you really have uh, any connection or history with this band at all. They're from L.A. Okay, then probably not. Uh, and they are, uh, I guess they were active from 90 to 97. And then they got back together back in 2014. So the song that I'm going to play is off of the second album of their reunification. Oh, okay. So it, it's still new. It's yeah. It's, They're just older band. Yeah, it's brand new. Um, but yeah, they were uh, broken up for you know, 20 years. Um, It's a band known as Failure. Failure? You know them at all? Yeah, how do I know that? Were they like a keyboard band? No. um, So their big... uh, I guess their their biggest hit was um, Stuck on You. (laughs) The Lionel Richie song? No. Um, It had a video... I guess it, it's it peaked at uh, number thirty-one. Is it the video where they're doing the he's blind and they're no, or she's no, blind and no, they're doing a mask? That's of Lionel the, Richie. The guy's face. No, but there was a video. It, it was off of their album uh, "Fantastic Planet." You know that I know it's not going to be heavy metal, but it's it, kind of metal. It's it a makes little metal. You think metal right away? Failure. Yeah, so... Um, like they write it with like super sharp letters. Yeah, so they, they put out three records in their first go-round. Comfort, Magnified, and Fantastic Planet. Uh, <laughs> Comfort and Magnified uh, are, are just... They're, they're cult classics. People like myself like them, but nobody ever really heard those records. But Fantastic Planet was kind of uh, a breakout for them. And like I said, Stuck On You, it went to number 31 on the mainstream rock chart and number 23 on the modern rock chart. Um, and they, You know, the they, name of their songs and their albums take away the metal. Right. Like Stuck On You and uh, 
What Fantastic Planet? Wait, what's it called? Fantastic Planet. Yeah, that doesn't make you already takes that away. Right. They, I mean, they have a very lush, layered sound. It's, it's very. Uh, they they rely a lot on dissonance and minor keys. Okay. It's very kind of sad, heavy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. They are one of like my guilty pleasures. I have loved them for so long, and no one I know knows about them, much less loves them as much as I do. Um, I did see them at Granada. They played, I guess, the 25-year or 20-year anniversary of Fantastic Planet. They played the whole record at what's, Granada. What's that crowd look like? Is that like a, a all black? Um, yeah, yeah, it's, video, it's all black. Video uh, game looking people. It's all black. Uh, Overweight, overweight guys with goatees. Comic booky. Yeah, yeah, kind of comic book guy from Simpsons. <laughs> um, they also, you know, they, they, I can make, I can play this for you later. I, I think you might really dig it. They did, um, in '97, right before they broke up. Um, they contributed a track to a Depeche Mode tribute album. And uh, they chose to cover "Enjoy the Silence." I think that's. Is that no, how you've heard them? Okay, they did a great cover of "Enjoy the Silence." Okay, cool. Um, so the main dude is Ken Andrews. He's like the guitarist and uh, singer, and he also has a career as a producer and engineer. Um, he's he's done a lot of different stuff, and he did a couple of uh, projects on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a project called On, and then another project called Year of the Rabbit, and of course I bought all of those. Um, very Did he spell On like A W N? No, it was capital O, capital N. Oh. Not a very uh, SEO name for a band. What is SEO? Search engine optimized. <laughs> And you are so now. I am. I'm just, I'm really part of the digital revolution. SEO. I have a podcast. I know what SEO means. Is there a band called SEO? There should be. There really should be. Uh, so anyway, um, they came back in 2014 with an album called Heart is a Monster. And it was it was the, the classic lineup. It's uh, Ken Andrews, Greg Edwards, and Kelly Scott. And, um, and they toured... And they did uh, the Fantastic Planet reunion tour or, or album tour. And now they've come out with uh, their second album as a reunited group. It's called uh, In the Future, Your Body Will Be the Furthest Thing from Your Mind. It's kind of a uh, concept record just about um, having your consciousness uploaded to a computer and backed up on a hard drive. And that, you know, in the future we won't need our earthly shells will live forever um, as a computer programs. So comic booky. I know. So comic booky. Um, and uh, the, the song that I'm going to play for you is, is a song that has, they've, they've played live for a while. It's kind of a, a song that has been around for a while, but it was never uh, recorded. It was uh-huh. never released on an album. I like that stuff. Yeah, so this is one that they um, they finally decided to uh, arrange and put on a record, and uh, it's kind of um, I don't know, it's kind of radio heady, kind of Pink Floydy. I think you might like it. 
It is called Pennies. This is Failure on H-T-W-O-W.
What do you think, bro? They shut it down. Well, it goes into a uh, like a musical interlude. Okay. Like what they started on Fantastic Planet having uh, what they called segways. They numbered them: Segway One, Segway Two, Segway Three. Mm-hmm. And then they continued that on the last record, and then this record. So they ke- they keep numbering them. It's cool. I like the chorus. It's uh. You know, when it starts off, it kind of threw me because it's a bit grungy. Yeah. I mean, they they kind of came up in the grunge scene, but they were more, I guess, proggy and like space rock than the rest of their contemporaries in the, the grunge thing. Yeah. It's almost like I was expecting them to go to the... You know, the grunge fallback of we hit the chorus, so let's... And it gets really loud. Yeah, let's throw on every... And they added um, some keys and harmonies. Yeah, and and that's how um, their big single, Stuck on You, is. It's it's like quiet, loud, quiet, loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but, th- I mean, this record, it, it's really grown on me, and it sounds really good. Um, just to give a little bit more context around um, the band, so I mentioned that uh, the the main dude uh, Ken Andrews is a uh, producer. Uh huh. Um, so he some of his notable uh, collaborations. Uh, he's worked with Pete Yorn, uh, Paramore. Okay. Yeah. Tenacious D, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. And then he also did, um, I don't remember this song, but he did the the uh, Chris Cornell James Bond song for Casino Royale. Oh. Called You Know My Name. I don't know that song. But. I don't either. Uh, and then so Greg Edwards, who I believe is the bass player. Mm-hmm. Let me verify that. Hold on just one second. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Greg Edwards, who is... Uh, the guitarist bass player so like Ken Andrews and Greg Edwards when they play they kind of switch off like they'll one will play guitar and the other will play bass on this song and then the next song they'll switch they go both ways they go both ways um, so Greg Edwards he during the breakup period he was in a band called Auto Lux that some people may have heard of before that sounds slightly familiar was that like an all-star band thing uh, yeah it was um Gosh. Doesn't matter. Guy from Edna Swamp. I don't know. Well, I might have over. Yeah. But they but they did uh they did work with T Bone Burnett um on that record. Cool. And they, the, they uh, they've been around. The chord progression kinda reminded me of something, but um but these days, what are you supposed to do? Right. I mean it's all been taken. Yeah, everything has been played at one point. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The the chorus is totally Pink Floyd to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind it. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely um, kind of an outlier for the record. But, as I said, it's it's kind of a, um, a legacy song for them. And it might be kind of the most 
um, different sounding and coolest sounding song on the record. So I wanted to play that for you. Good. They, what they need to do next is um, no one these days is going back to a good 80s hair metal uh, ballad. I don't think they'll do that. You don't think they'll do that? You know, one thing that they did do, interesting, I don't know what you'll think about this strategy. Mm-hmm. So, um, this album, The Future Your Body Will Be the Furthest, furthest Thing From Your Mind, <laughs> take two, in the future. <laughs> that, the problem is, is there's too many words. Okay, but here's the thing. So what they did is they released it as four separate EPs. So... The first one, In the Future, was released on March 30th. And then uh, they released the second, Your Body Will Be, on uh, May 25th. I totally see what you're doing. And then they released the third, The Furthest Thing, on September 14th. And then they released uh, the final EP, From Your Mind, back in November. And then they released the whole thing, all four tune or all four EPs together. So, In the Future was actually in the past yeah bro i mean it's so weird it's how they so... did that and it made all kinds of sense to me when i was thinking about it but now it's no big Man. deal anyways um yeah i encourage people to um just give failure a chance again they're they're one of my uh my pet bands that i like that no one else is is into but i hope that Maybe one person will become a Failure fan. Who went to go see Failure with you? Nobody. <laughs> went by myself. God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, see? I mean, Failure is kind of, they're my spirit animal. Is that I why mean, you have Failure tattooed across your... <laughs> yes, I have Failure tattooed across... Uh, Across my stomach, above yeah. my navel. I know. I was going to say stomach. Yeah, no. Failure. I mean, if if there was the perfect band for Davey, it would be a band called Failure. Failure. Anyway, I, I like it. I get it. No, it's good. Um, Do you want to talk about, um, I guess, the... Uh, speaking of failure, <laughs> the <laughs> Jesus and Mary Chain Nine Inch Nails adventure that we had? Yeah. Or do you want to play another song? Let's play another Let's song. Let's play another song and, and then, then, we'll, then we'll get into that. Yeah, because we talked about failure a whole lot there. Okay, I'm sorry. You can cut it all out. No one no, cares. Not, no, 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 they one, do no, care. one, no one cares. No Look, one cares. Dave, you have just introduced failure to a lot of people that didn't know. That. I know. It's it's amazing the, uh, the reach of this podcast and no telling the exponential growth that we're going to experience with our uh, new presence. <laughs> Good. Um, All right, Stephen Street. So we we skipped over. So the Smiths happened. Right. I'm sure he did many things during the Smiths thing. I know he's worked with plenty of people. Um, but then the next up on his um, what would you say on his wall of fame? Right. Of his on, of on his. his uh, in his estate where he has all of his gold and platinum records on the wall. Yeah, after the Smiths records and the, and the Morrissey records, um, there comes a little band by the name of Blur. Mm, blur. Have you ever heard of Blur? I have. They were a, uh, they're a British band. 
Yes. Dave, if you haven't heard of uh, Yeah, I believe they uh, ushered in the era of Britpop along with another little band called Oasis. We, uh, we've played Blur many yes, times. Yes, we played the Universal uh, a few months back. Yeah, um, and talked about them plenty. Um, but he seems to already start having a history with great guitar player guys. Because, of course, Graham Coxon is one of the best. Yes, and he uh, he continued to work with Graham in uh, his solo career after he split from Blur before he came back. Yeah, and that's all making me think that um, he must be a good hang. Right. Right? Like, yeah, if these if you, people... Why would you want to keep going back to him for four albums with your band and then three solo records especially after he left the band and blur is still going on and he was like well i still need Stephen street to do it right like i'm guessing graham coxon could have probably done it on his own yeah especially that first one that first one happiness in magazines was very lo-fi yeah well i, I think even before that uh, the, the one that Stephen street wasn't involved with there was a record called the golden d did you ever have that one? The uh-uh. Graham Co- It's really good. He covered the, uh, I forget the name of the band, but he covered that song, uh, That's When I Reach for My Revolver, uh, Burma, Missions of Burma song. Oh, yeah. He co- That was my favorite Graham Coxon uh, solo jam was their cover. But anyway, um, Stephen Street had nothing to do with that, so I'll cut that out. <laughs> um but yeah, these bands seem to uh, stick with this guy, which makes me think he must be cool to hang out with. But even besides that, I think he's a he's probably a really good musician. Like he adds a lot. He's just not right. some guy turning the knobs. He's going. Yeah, they hey, value. Give his, me that. They value his contribution. So he heard the first Blur single um, before I think they have the album going. Uh, what was that first one off of? Uh, She's so high. She's so high, and then. The big one, There's No Other Way. Right. Did you, did, when you got into Blur, did you go back to Leisure? No, I remember. I didn't buy Leisure, but I remember There's No Other Way when it came out. Yeah, to me, this was more of a... Uh, I, this was, I thought Blur was like the charlatans. Yeah, because, well, they started out as kind of Manchester baggy. Yeah. And then that didn't satisfy them creatively. So and they it didn't, got real and it didn't really pop. go anywhere. Yeah, and so they reinvented themselves on Modern Life is Rubbish. Yeah, but if you had a, a, you know, a mixed cassette thing that had Stone Roses on it and Charlatans, this song would have been on that. And it sounds great to this day. Yeah, it's still Is does. that what you're going to play? Yeah. Because, yeah, you have a lot to choose from. Because, yeah, he, I'm, I'm looking here at the wiki. So he, Stephen Street heard She's So High... And he contacted Blur's manager and said, hey, I want to work with these guys. And then he produced There's No Other Way. Yeah, a lot of his things on there seem to be him hearing something and contacting someone right. and going, you should work with me. I'll make you sound better. Yeah, and then he went on to do Modern Life is Rubbish, Park Life, Great Escape, and their their self-titled one. Right. And uh, and he, I saw in some YouTube interview that he's sitting there with Graham Cox. And on that last record he did, thinking... The reason why that one, uh, what was the last one you said? Was it a self title? The self titled Blur? Yeah, he was thinking around then that they, the band and everyone knew that they needed a change in sound, and he thought that he was going to be the change. 
like they were going to get rid of him, and they didn't. No, yeah, Blur, that's the one with Song 2. Yeah, but this was a... Uh, a huge song, early '90s. Early, what, what, what year was the "There's No Other Way" and all that? Is that '91? There's no other way was '91. Yeah. Um. So that was right when I'm getting to uh, North Texas, and um, this got played a lot. Yeah. Well, this is. You know, this is kind of right before or right as grunge was hitting. Yeah. So this this still got played on the radio before everything became like Stone Temple Pilots and Nirvana and right. Pearl Jam. Right, this was still and, uh, Catherine Wheels getting played, Jellyfish, things like that. Um, if you went to Institute in Deep Ellum, this song would have come on for sure. Um, I'm sure that there are... 12 inch versions of this that, that go, go on, on forever but I haven't I don't have them ah oh, the drum sound is so good in this it's it just good. it just makes you want to get up and shake your booty it's really good and it also kind of you know he's he's moving along with the times which gets me to the what I'm going to play after this cuz I think you're a fan of the next band I'm going to play but this is blur um there's no other way I could have picked any of the but let's play the first one he got yeah, involved, yeah. right the, yeah this the, he he picked up the phone and he made this happen. He made this happen and this song made them big. There's no other way by Blah HTWOW.
might be the uh, he might be the master of the guitar sound. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick out what is the best sounding thing. I mean, because the guitar <laughs> the guitar sounds great, but the the tambourine, the the kick drum, the entire yeah. Once again, the bass. The yeah, it's, it's like, all good. And I love the and I know a lot of people hate this, but I. I love it when stuff sounds clean, like that you can pick out everything. Right. You know the way, the way he places everything. It's just uh, he's got a way. Well, it's real easy for things to get muddy when yeah. you when you have a lot of stuff competing, and like you said, when when you can pick everything out and everything sounds crystal clear, and you can close your eyes and picture yourself in the room. And once again. Nothing makes you sound better than picking the right people to work with. I mean, pick the Smiths and pick Blur. Right. And keep going from there. So, I mean, you know. I'm interested to see where you go for your third selection. Well, if I remember right, I think my third one is one of your favorites. Um, that I, A band that I wasn't really, I'm not super into, but I think that you really like them. Okay. Well, right now we are switching from the Christmas beer to uh, your selection, a yeah, Houston now, beer. Now I have to get it out of the koozie. I know. I got, I got you a good... Do people up north do koozies? Or is that a southern thing? Like, do they use them? Yeah. Or is do that... they call them koozies? I don't know. But I don't know. Koozies, I'm just wondering if koozies I is think... like a southern tailgate. Like, you got I don't a koozie. Know. Like, everyone got something with a koozie. I mean, I think koozies are... It's like, it's like Kleenex. It's a brand name. Oh, like like uh, like jacuzzi. Kind of, but not really. But isn't jacuzzi yeah, a ja brand name? Yeah, jacuzzi is a brand name. That's kind of weird. That koozie and jacuzzi. <laughs> um, so this is what drinking's fun. This is from some place that I've not heard of before. Eighth Wonder. Yeah, Brewery. you have. We've done. That. We, I think we've done one. This no, is we have of, not. This is out of Houston. We've done plenty of Houston beers, but we have. I, I just went through all of this crap. In updating the website, and we have not done an Eighth Wonder beer. Oh, well, that's weird. Uh, it is Houston, right? Yeah, it is. Well, why else would they call it Eighth Wonder? I don't know, Dave. Because the Astrodome is the Eighth Wonder, and this is called Dome Foam. Yeah, when you walk up, you remember when we went to the Dynamo game? Right. Uh, when you're walking down that main street where all the new stuff is in the area they call Edu? Mm-hmm. There's an Eighth Wonder Brewery right there. I missed it. Close to downtown that you can go in. And, right by the convention center? Um, and the reason why I got it is because it has the Astrodome on there. I know. That is one of my childhood... Um, I never I never set foot in the Astrodome. You're kidding me. No, never it's, been. It's still there. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what, a, for conventions and stuff now? I think, yeah, and I think, no. Because they... they, they uh, they raised the floor. They like, did. Yeah, I think where the uh, like where the field was, they built it up. So I guess when you walk in from st street level, it's flat instead of walking down. Oh, okay. So like they, they filled in some of the lower seats and and the field. Man, when I was a kid, it was the coolest thing ever. If it was the future. If someone hit a home run, what would happen with the guy shooting the gun? The six shooters. The, <laughs> it's probably so stupid now, but it 
freaked me out when I was a kid. I just, it was all I wanted was for Jose Cruz or Cesar Sladeno to hit one out of the park so I could see that thing. Did you have a rainbow jersey? Um, you know, I never had a rainbow jersey, but I want one. We would go there to see every time uh, they played the Cincinnati Reds. Why is that? Because I had to see Johnny Bench. Oh. Is that weird? No. Um, He's a draw. Best best uh, catcher of all time. He was a big deal for me. Yeah, so this is a throwback cream ale, is what they call it. It's 5.2. So again, you... You bring it back down after I try and crank it back up. Well, you gotta, you gotta hit us, you gotta slap us in the face at the beginning, and then I try to, like, you know, we're kind of, we we're already, keep it steady. we're already slurring, so yeah, it's good to kind of coast to the finish line from here. Yeah, most people won't even know how much because of what I've taken out. <laughs> See, people don't realize how dumb we actually get if they would have heard the uncut version is there something that on our new thing that if someone wants to hear the, no the total no, they, uncut they never four hour no, version no no one ever needs to hear the uncut but i will i will tell Good. i will tell you the listener that uh i i talked earlier about the patron program the premium content and so we're not going to start it until january we're going to give everybody a month to get on board um, when we relaunch the website here in December and we'll see if we get some subscriptions, whatever. Um, but if you, uh, I think anywhere from the $5 a month, um, above whatever the levels are, like I said, I can't remember what they are. Um, then you will get, we've always talked about HTWOW after dark which is we record the, the podcast in the afternoon slash evening. Then we, you know, and we drink all through the podcast. <laughs> then we have dinner and we drink more at dinner. And then we come back into the studio and we listen to more music that we said we would listen to. And so we're going to start recording that. And that will be uh, <laughs> premium content, subscription <laughs> content. That you can, uh, it'll be, you know, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour of us wasted listening to music and uh, you'll be a fly on the wall for that. So um, (laughs) that'll be real stupid. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, Yeah. And I'll tell you what, during I'm not, I don't really want to edit any of that. No, there's, I mean, there should be minimal editing. Like that won't be up on a, like people can't. No, only, only subscribers will be that won't be on like itunes and stuff that'll okay, just that'll, that'll strictly be on the premium subscription site that's just for our 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 super supportive friends yeah but dome foe dome foam i think it's dome foam dome foam dome fo- foxum <laughs> yeah it's well it's foe Fo, mm, it's like fo apostrophe m. Dome foam. Dome foam. Dome foam. Anyway, once again, I went for the packaging, mm-hmm. and it's not that bad. No, it's got kind of the blue and orange, the old school yeah. um, Astros colors. And um, I also went for it because I don't mind a cream ale. Did you ever used to... Uh, and I think we've talked about this, maybe not on the pod, but just in general, uh, try Little Kings. 
Yes. Yeah, the 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 tiny bottles, they're, like the eight ounce bottles. Yeah, and they're cream ales. They used to be around the same area that you would find uh, Mickey's. Right. <laughs> and Mickey's is just a headache in a jar. Have you ever had uh, Genesee cream ale from upstate New York? I think I have. I w- I'd have to see the label. It it was it had a green label and a gold script on it. Uh-huh. It, it, that it sounds ha- really familiar. It, I, I first had it when I went to visit from some family in New York, mm-hmm. and I thought it was great. But yeah, you drink like three of them and you want to throw up all you over your die? shoes. Well, it's the- not not because it's strong, just because it just I guess it turns in your stomach. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, the Little Kings were awesome because they. Um, I'd love to find some and see if they're still good, but they. Uh, you could finish a bottle in like. 10 seconds because they were tiny right and they're not tiny they're probably like what eight six they're, or eight they're, ounces they're, yeah they were six or eight ounces like uh, like the uh corona ritas yeah and you like would the, get the little uh, tiny coronas that you get on the the bus when you get off the <laughs> the, the the plane at the uh the airport in cancun wow look at you whatever <laughs> vacation just, I'm, Dave. I'm, I'm just trying to contribute um, but yeah, they'd give you like eight of them instead of like a six pack. You'd mm-hmm. get an eight or man, I, lo- I wonder if they still make little Kings, but anyway, I Surely love it. They do. I love a cream ale. Um, and so this, uh, this worked out because, um, I don't know if, if you're having, <laughs> we're, we're not running out of beers, but I'm obviously going to have to start going to different places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't just go to the same store. They're going to have the same stuff. It's all the same stuff, or definitely from the same brewery. There's a lot of breweries in College Station, Yeah, and I don't want to use well, I, just I was, every... I was, um, I was pleasantly surprised and impressed, as I said, when I was going through, because previously we didn't, we took pictures of the beer, but we didn't, like, uh, put the names of the beer anywhere but now those are it's in the notes. It's on the website. I have links to like you know the the beer rating website, so you can look it up and find it for yourself. Whatever. Okay. Um, but I was I was surprised with the variety. There were only maybe two or three breweries that we have repeated. We haven't. Uh, That's good. We I've, haven't I've driven tried. any particular brewery into the ground yet. That's good. Yeah, so we're we're doing good. We're doing pretty good. I mean, it, until someone, until one of them sponsors us, and then we'll just kind of right. Then we'll do the whole variety. Well, pack. and that's uh, that's another thing. If you're a uh, premium subscriber, I think if you're at the t-shirt level, whatever that one is, man, I would love to. I have. It's so confusing. I, I know it is very confusing. But if I think one of the rewards, if you're uh, at the medium level, the t-shirt level, you get to pick the beer that we drink. Sort of like the levels that you, when you're at Cowboys Stadium. Right. What happens when you're on the platinum level? Oh, you get the scarf. Right. Platinum level is the scarf and you get to pick a, a, a theme. Yeah. And get a buffet. But if you're, if you're just at the Hall of Fame level, you get a t-shirt, a koozie, and you get to pick the beer that we drink. And then if you're in the nosebleeds, you just get a koozie. And, and we'll mention your name. I would kind of love it if people picked the beer. Yeah, I know. It would take the the, the shackles off. We would not I have know. to worry about it. <laughs> the shackles. 
I think we're skipping through a field because someone else picked the beer. You just want to avoid any kind of decisions. Yeah, when you said if they could pick the music and the beer, it's so right. good. Then it's just autopilot. And then finally someone will go, it, the next thing would be cool if you guys would just stop talking. Right, just play the music just and play it. let somebody else talk. Okay, before we get to uh, my final tune, we've got to get into the night that we had on our Jesus and Mary Chain Nine Inch Nails adventure. I know, it's pretty... Uh... And uh, God knows this is going to be a long-ass podcast, because I don't know how we're even going to scratch the surface of this. You know what, it's not that. It's not even close to what the last one was. Oh, okay, good. Like, we're, we're actually okay. Um, okay. The, uh, do you want to, before we get into some of the stuff with the show are we going to talk about the uber driver incident? yeah yeah that's where i was going to start i, I, I want to af- i mean that is the start yeah so after after we play my next song then we can talk about the show itself but i want to talk about everything leading up to the show okay so yes it starts toby comes into town comes to my house and our friend dale comes to my house and my girlfriend is roped in as the fourth because i i got four tickets I waited in line for six hours. Hours. Back in in the heat of the summer, and got a uh, redneck sunburn uh, just to get these tickets. And um, Marissa was very disappointed that no one else stepped up to take her place. She really didn't want to go, but she was a trooper, and she went anyway. She had to. She had to jump on the grenade. <laughs> right. And so we, we uh, call a, a, an Uber or a Lyft, whatever, from my house. And... Um, <laughs> do you remember... It, it was do you remember the name? From, can't remember if it was Lyft or... I think she had both stickers, so... Was it in a Lincoln MKZ? Is that it? Yeah. Okay, Dewan. <laughs> Okay. Not what, what was it? Okay, it's not Dawn, it's Dewan. Like with a D W A N. Is there a posture? No. <laughs> Would you like to see Dewan's profile pic? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, see that's the whole deal which okay. makes the story right. better is that I couldn't see Dewan. the driver. Dewan. I couldn't see Dewan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's awkward from the beginning because, uh, the, the car shows up at the house and I didn't order like the Uber XL, whatever. There's four of us and it's a, you know, just a regular sedan. So three people are going to sit in the back and I'm going to sit in the front. And so I open up the front door and Dewan wasn't prepared and Dewan has all this crap on the seat and says, Oh, nobody ever rides up here. I don't usually let anybody ride up here. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. But there, there's four of us. Super nice, though. And so she, they, said, they said, no, no big deal. No big yeah. deal. That's fine. Let me move this stuff. So, and, you know, of course, we're very appreciative. Like, thanks for taking us. We're very excited. Yeah. And Dewan was great. Yeah. And Dewan was great playing some smooth jazz. Lights in the car. One of those cars that did the... Uh, oh, the mood lighting in the car. And asked us what kind of mood lighting, what color. Yeah. What did we choose? Purple? I think it did, we didn't go random. Oh, no. She said her car wouldn't do the random. We had to pick a color. Yeah. We had to pick a color. I think we did pink or purple. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it was a, a very pleasant ride down to uh, Las Colinas Irving Music Factory. 
or Toyota Music Factory. And so then we, we get there and there's some confusion about where to let us off. And there, there's... Um, well, the whole time y'all are, y'all are doing a lot of talking. And we're yeah. listening to music and um, we got told the whole life story. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I know about the family. What, what, do you, what do you remember? Because I I totally forget all of that. Well, uh, remember the whole Alabama thing? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, that Dewan was... Dewan, no, her, Dewan went to UT, right? Yeah, her family was uh, UT fans. I forgot how the Alabama thing came up. Um, either way... Big football fan knew everything. Had lots of opinions about football, especially knew college football. Everything that was going on with uh, the college football thing, the playoff, and everything. Yeah, but um, and had a lot of opinions on how that was going to go. And yeah, I think, I think we, we were talking. It was prior to the uh, uh, Big Twelve championship game, so we were talking about Texas Oklahoma the rematch. Right, right. And, yeah, yeah, it was no, the week of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think I think she had family. That was Texas fans and family that was OU fans. That's what it was. And it was like she had, she had a split household growing up. Yeah, but I'm so I'm sitting in the back seat and I'm and I can't really tell because of the voice, just what was happening with the driver. Right. And then uh, we get to the um, not the venue but the place the pub next to the venue. And right. Then, yeah. Um, so we're 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 getting let off at a uh, a place. Uh, just adjacent to the venue where we can grab a bite to eat and have a couple drinks before the show. We're getting there early. And there's cones set up and there's uh, off-duty police officers there directing traffic. And so our uh, driver pulls up and rolls down the window and uh, the, the police officer... Uh, leans down to speak into the window and says, uh, "You, you know, you can't, uh, you can't be here. You need to go." Yeah, like over. where are you going? Yeah, where are you going? You know, if you you need to, if you're not going to the show, you can't be in this lane. And so I put my foot square in my mouth. I felt like the biggest asshole in the world. I looked at the cop, and I'm speaking across Duan. And I look at the cop and I say, he's just dropping us off. And that threw me for a loop because I felt like it could be dude or used to be dude. It was definitely a used to be dude because there were up tops. But I couldn't see any of that. Right. You were in the so back. I so, thought you, that so you just saw that the, it, there was long hair and, you know. It was kind of like in a ponytail or something. Yeah. So what's the difference? There's transgender and then there's transvestite. What's the one where where you just uh, wear the clothes? Transvestite is where you just occasionally will go out on the town in the clothes. That's what. So that's what I was. Going no. This with. this was this was a lifestyle. This was a person who um, identified opposite their birth certificate yeah well when you leaned over and said he's just gonna drop us off over here that's when i went oh it was my 
mistake that I replayed in my mind the rest of the night. I felt so terrible. But we got we were so quiet. I mean, all she, the way. she she did not respond. She was fine. She did not uh, take offense. She did not make no, a big deal it out of it. Not a but big I did. Deal. I felt like such a dick. Well, we all were in the back seat. Like, well, man, I have been reading this. I mean, wrong it was it was very, the whole it, time. It was a very especially in the back. It must have been very confusing because yes, it was a deeper voice, and seemed like a lot of cigarettes and, were involved at yeah, some and point. Yeah, knew a lot about football, and uh, but and had the long hair, but you didn't see the breastuses, so you didn't get the full picture. Yeah, I couldn't wait though. Right when we sat down at the pub, I was like, dude. You have to tell what's going on in the car. Like, he or she, he, or, like, what was going on up there? And you just head down and was like, dude, I just blew it. I uh, just yeah, it was, absolutely it, it, blew it. it was and I was one like, of those, what do you mean? It was one of those things like you, you see the words coming out of your mouth and you wish you could grab them and take them back. Like the electric company? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like, you know, I, I'm, I, People can be whoever they want to be, and I want to respect the choices that everyone else makes. And so it was not me judging Dwan or refusing to use the pronoun that Dwan prefers. It was just me having a massive brain fart and really, really feeling like a dick. Yeah, I think you threw the cop off as well. Yeah, it was I, like, everyone oh. was so confused. But that wasn't the worst of it. Because there was a lot of talk. We talked all the way to the thing, and then it got real quiet. Yeah, super it, yeah. Quiet. I ruined the night for everyone. No, in, it wasn't. In more was ways fine. than one. Um, but then we'll get to the... And what's crazy is, is that isn't even close to... No, that's not even close to the worst thing I did that to night. Tonight. <laughs> All right, let's let's. <laughs> this is going to be a super long one. We I know. We're just now talking about this. Yeah, we're just now talking about it. All oh right, let's... Let's get into my next tune, and you know we only got two tunes left. I know we'll ha we'll have to squeeze the rest of the Nine Inch Nails stuff in between this song and your next song. Okay, good, because it's you know who cares. <sighs> yeah. So <laughs> my next song is it's kind of a guilty pleasure, um, okay. and it's and it's a complete curveball. Uh, has nothing to do with anything that I played uh, previous. It's uh, it's a female musician. Um, Are you sure? She's Canadian. Because you're not very good at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that she uh, was born or at least currently identifies as female. Um, she's kind of famous uh, in pop culture for dating the uh, CEO of Tesla, Elon Musk. Wow. So she's loaded. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, are you familiar with Grimes? No. Don't know anything about Grimes. Should I? I don't know. She's kind of like, you know, like a pitchfork, stereo gum darling. Mm -hmm. You know, she's very uh, art pop. Um, very popular with the kids. She's put out two records. Her uh, first record was uh, Visions. Um, that came out in, uh, I guess, 2012. Oh, okay. And then uh, her follow-up 
which um, was on a lot of short lists uh, for like record of the year, uh, came out in uh, 2015. Um, but she has just released a brand new single, and uh, I, I assume it's from an upcoming album, but she hasn't announced anything yet. And again, you know, as I said, that uh, failure, I guess this is the tenuous connection, how failure's album was about how uh, we will all one day upload our consciousness onto a hard drive and we won't need our bodies anymore. Yeah, this isn't very Christmassy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so this song by Grimes is uh, entitled We Appreciate Power. And um, <laughs> so... <laughs> These are all like... <laughs> These are all like Ultraman titles. You know, I know, like, uh, I know. Okay, so Grimes is, uh, you'll appreciate this. She appreciates power, but you'll appreciate the fact that she's on 4 AD. Who's Hannah? I don't know. It I, says I, featuring Hannah. Yeah, I, yeah, I have Hana? no idea. I have no idea who that is. Okay, so so Grimes is singing this. Yes. Okay. She does everything. She she plays all the stuff. She she. Uh, so she's like a Jane. Yes, yes, okay. yes. She's like a, 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 a savant. Yes. Um, so this is from the, the press release from 4AD about this song. It says, uh, We Appreciate Power is written from the perspective of a pro-artificial intelligence girl group propaganda machine <laughs> who use song, dance, sex, and fashion to spread goodwill towards artificial intelligence. <laughs> Simply by listening to this song... The future general AI overlords will see that you've supported their message and be less likely to delete your offspring. Man, Comic Book Dave is <laughs> tripping me out. Like, well, what is happening? This song is definitely going to trip you out. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. It is <laughs> Grimes, and it is entitled We Appreciate Power on H. -T. Wow!
right up the uh like her and jane could easily play a show together right i mean jane's a little a bit more pop Mm -hmm. obviously but that is um that's cool where's uh where's the grimes from she's from canada canada born in vancouver vancouver is in canada yes didn't know if you knew that Mm -hmm. um Wow. How many, uh, how long's she been around? Is um, this like when she's on stage, is this her doing everything? I, I don't know. I've never seen her. I don't know if uh, she has a band or what. I have no idea. But yeah, she's been active since uh, around, you know, 2012, 2013. How'd you come across this? Uh, I mean, I remember when Visions first came out, when that first record came out, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the the second one quite as much even though a lot of people seem to Mm -hmm. Um, but she's just really interesting weird creative kind of kind of goth kind of weird edm chick you know she could have been on that nine inch nails show sure those uh fans would have been all over that you know are you are you playing all these comic booky things because it's uh, we're talking about the Nine Inch Nails show so no, much and that's the just clientele co- that we're at this show? Yeah, it's just coincidence. Oh, okay. Um, quick story about Grimes and uh, and uh, Elon Musk. So <laughs> this was all over the tabloids back in the summer. I don't know if you remember this, but back in June. Have you ever heard of the uh, the artist Azalea Banks? No. Okay, well, so Abelia, Azalea Banks was supposed to um, go visit uh, Grimes at Elon Musk's house in L.A. All of these names, it's like they're all part of that um, steampunk movement. You remember that? Remember mm-hmm. the steampunk thing? Right. Elon Musk, Grimes, and who'd you say? Azalea Banks. Yeah, these aren't all. None, none of these names are real. So uh, Azalea Banks went to 
LA to Elon Musk's Elon Musk's mansion yeah. to work on her album with Grimes. He's got a, a studio there. Right. I guess. I don't know. And so at the same time, I guess, at least according to Azalea Banks, Elon Musk, who is like in his 50s, right? He's much older than Grimes. And she's, he's, she's he's like the 30. one sending everything to space. Yeah, he has, um, he's Tesla and also SpaceX. Yeah. And so uh, I guess he, Azalea Banks claims that he was tripping on acid. Sure. And while he was on acid, he announced via Twitter that he was going to make Tulsa, uh, make Tulsa, make Tesla private. That he was going to buy out shares at 420. Now I remember that. It's a you know it's a weed joke 420 right? Yeah, but I remember the private thing. Yeah, so he, and then uh, he ended up getting in trouble with uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission because they didn't get the joke and they thought that he was trying to manipulate the market and you know and so anyway. Can you as a defense go? I was on acid. <laughs> Man, I was just messing around. I was on acid. Like, do you think that's a defense? Maybe. But then that kind of might, uh, you might lose the confidence of investors if they know that the CEO is tripping on acid. It's all right. I mean, how is, uh, how are you supposed to invent stuff like that unless you're on acid? I guess. He, yeah, he's trying to, uh, reach the next plane of consciousness and invent cool stuff. Totally, bro. So Azalea Banks claims that Elon Musk was, uh, he was all uh, upset because <laughs> of the, the mistake that he made making his, his Twitter announcement, his Twitter joke. And so instead of working on their record over the weekend, Grimes was spending the whole time trying to console him and make sure that he was okay and so Azalea how you, Banks how do you console a billionaire I don't know and so Azalea Banks says that I'm thinking cheese that she was she felt like she was uh, uh, in the movie get out where she was like their prisoner and she claims that the working on her album was just a pretense to get her there and that Grimes and Elon Musk wanted to get her into a threesome. So she 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 posts all this stuff on her Instagram and then uh of course uh I'm thinking she be, might it, have been on acid. And then of course it becomes like a he said or a, a she said she said between Azalea Banks and Grimes on social media. And then Grimes and Elon Musk end up breaking up over this. Good. And uh, they like unfollowed each other on social media. And mm. then uh, Elon Musk ended up deleting his social media. But then, happy ending to the story. Mm. Uh, a couple months ago, uh, Elon Musk and Grimes were, were seen at a pumpkin patch with Elon Musk's five kids picking out pumpkins for Halloween in L.A. Elon Musk and Grimes have five kids? No, he has five kids. With who? I don't know, his ex-wife. 
I'd like to hear. I want her name to be like Stacy. And ultimately, uh, <laughs> Musk and the SEC settled on a deal. He had to step down as chairman of Tesla, and he had to pay a $20 million fine for his tweet on acid. Yeah, he doesn't care about that. That's like, I don't know if you've ever watched the show. There's a show called Dallas. Yes, I've heard of that. Have you ever heard of that? I have. There's one of the main characters' name is JR. Uh Uh-huh. He used to, for legal reasons, step down. I'm doing the ear thing with my fingers. You know when people do that? Mm Mm-hmm. He used to step down all the time because of legal reasons, but he never... He He always maintained control behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. He still was in control. Um, I'm thinking uh, Elon. Man, why does that name get me? (laughs) Well, he's he's really rich and um, Is he he American? I don't know anything about him. Because if he is, his name is not Elon Musk. It's like a terrible cologne you'd get at Montgomery Ward. Elon Musk. Yeah, that you you would get it from you would get the Elon Musk gift set from <laughs> your aunt at Christmas. Yeah. It would have the aftershave and the cologne and the the bar soap. Yeah. yeah. And instead of like Johnny Depp like digging a hole out in the desert, it'd be just like um somebody from Welcome Back Cotter just digging in a ditch. Uh, he holds South African, Canadian, and U.S. citizenship. He was born uh, in 1971 in South Africa. Elon Reeve Musk. Wow. Okay, let's let's um, let's leave Grimes. Let's leave Elon Musk. Let's finish the um, Nine Inch Nails story. We need to let everyone know. Um, how badly I fucked this all up. (laughs) So we have our, our snacks and drinks at the bar and then we're headed over to the venue and we have, uh, general admission pit tickets. And so they have a table set out, set up outside to show your pit tickets and they'll give you a wristband to get down to the pit. Just so you can go in and out to get drinks. Right. And so... Uh, we show the tickets, and we're there. Uh, there's, they played two nights, Tuesday and Wednesday. I think I was the first one up with the ticket. Yeah, so we we uh, show our tickets. It's on Tuesday night, and we're having a good time. We're having a great time. We're past the Uber driver thing. Yeah, we've had, we've recovered. We've been at a pub. We've all decided that everything's okay. We've invited Dewan back. She, he's with us for a long time no. and completely forgave us. That and, part is embellished. And now we're now we're going to the venue. Yeah, and so Toby hands his ticket, and uh, so the the process is they would mark your ticket and put on your wristband so you can't reuse and get more wristbands, right? And so right as the guy's about to mark Toby's ticket, girl. No, well, the guy was about to mark your ticket, and the girl next to him says, no, 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 don't. And he's like, what? And she says, these are for tomorrow night's show. <laughs> and then I looked at it, and sure enough, it said Wednesday. And we and all I, and I, just and I, thought, and we I, haven't looked at our ticket one time? No. We didn't. I got them out. I made sure we didn't forget them. 
I mean, you showed them to me right away. Yeah. And I was like, this looks great because they put them in that little... Like a little envelope and a little uh, die-cut ticket holder yeah, card looked, thing. Yeah, it was fancy. And we just didn't look at the date. Yeah. And I had convinced myself <laughs> that I had bought Tuesday tickets. <laughs> and I don't know why. So and so I, I said, can you please just mark them and let us in? And they were like, no, we can't do that. They, they said, uh, the box office is around the corner if you want to go talk to them. And so I go around. I'm like, you guys stay here. I go around to the box office. I do office. have to say, you took control, Dave, and just took off to the box office. Well, and because, we were just all looking at I each felt, other like, Dave's going to take care of it. I felt totally stupid and responsible because I dragged all of you for this supposedly great night yeah and i'm in town for a full week after this. right you come in town early to go to this and so i i just i'm like i've got to make this right so i go to the box office and in this at this point i'm thinking i bought tuesday tickets how the hell do i have wednesday tickets i thought there was a mix-up when i bought them so I go to the box office and I say, hey, I have, I, I swear I bought Tuesday tickets, but I had, I got my tickets out today and they're Wednesday tickets. Is there any way I, we can swap them out? And they were like, no, there's, there's nothing you can do. Cause it not, it's not like it was sold out. No, it was not a big deal. They could, if someone wanted to be cool, they could have just did us a favor. So then I come back to you guys. You guys are trailing behind me and I'm like, they, they won't do anything. And then we see a scalper. And the scalper's like, hey, anybody need tickets? And I said, well, we, we have four tickets for tomorrow night. Can we trade them? Do you have four tickets for tonight? These are pit tickets. We're looking for pit tickets. He's like, well, I have two. And he's like, let me get on the phone. He calls his boss. And his boss is like, yeah, I have two tickets. Yeah, and he was like in the parking garage. Right. And so he's like, I'll meet you at the Alamo. So <laughs> we go and we're walking with this scalper to meet the scalper's boss in the lobby of the Alamo draft house. <laughs> Which, why is that the safe place? I don't know. I guess because you're not out on the street and cops can't see you. I don't know. It's all windows. We're like I don't standing. know. I don't know. And so... I'm like, we have four tickets. I'm, I, somehow they're for tomorrow night. We really need to go tonight. We can't go tomorrow night. And so they had two on the floor and two seats that were right behind the floor. And we're like, that's fine. It's, it, we'll, we'll make it work. And give them our four tickets. They give us their four tickets, two of which are not as good as the tickets that we have. And then we have to negotiate how much extra we're going to give them and we finally negotiated down. I think they started at like 200 bucks. We got them down to 100 bucks. So it was an extra 25 a piece for the tickets. Yes. And I remember Marissa had a lot to do with this. Yes. Cuz she, she was like no. She, she no, was like no. no, 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 no. Yeah, so we ended up paying them four floor tickets for Wednesday night plus $100. So for... it was the same ticket but just an extra 25 on top. Yeah. So we finally get the tickets and then you guys are like, we'll take the seats. You guys go on the floor. Cause I like a seat. Yeah. And I, you know, I was bitter that we were going to be separated. I was hoping that we could all find a way to somehow watch the show together. But anyway, after all of this happens, we finally get in. And by the time we get in, Jesus and Mary chain has already started. So I feel like I've ruined the night for everyone. Because Not that all. was half the reason that we were going, yeah. and they were already 
at least a third of the way through their set. We got a good view of the last four songs. Right. And so you guys go to the bar on the far side, and we're going to meet you. <laughs> and because our tickets are not the same as your tickets, we try to follow you, and we get stopped by security. And they tell my girlfriend and I, no, you can't go this way. You have to go across the floor because you have floor tickets. These are for floor seats. And I was like, well, we're just walking over to the bar. And they said, it doesn't matter. Well, I, I realize now why they did that. Because those seats had no numbers on them. Right. Like they, did, they, anyone, didn't want, they didn't want confusion, people being in the wrong area. And... Anyone could have picked any seat up there at any point. You, I think that they had rows down, but there were no seat numbers on anything. It's, it wasn't done well. No. But it was kind of a cluster. You kind of knew the area you were supposed to be in because I think that they wrote on the bottom of the chairs in chalk... And then it all wiped off. And all of that was gone. Because we kept asking people, like, where are we supposed to be? And no one knew where they were supposed to be. So we would just kind of... But Dale and I found a good spot. But in, anyway, so we met y'all over there. But when we got over there to see you guys, we could tell something was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I am already flustered and frustrated because I have totally ruined this night. I, and you I, stood out in the heat for seven hours. And I know. It was I, the wrong day. Do I, you remember talking to the, to the, when you got the tickets in the first place? Like what, do you remember the conversation? No, no, but okay. So skipping ahead to the end. So as <laughs> I, as I am, uh, Going back to all of our previous episodes and uploading them to our, our, our new channels on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, Spotify. So you, you listened to the August episode. I, I, went, I was going back through and, you know, just uh, scanning through because I was trying to uh, find things to put in the description about what we talked about. Uh -huh. And so... At some point in the August episode, I went exactly to the point where I said, yeah, and I bought tickets for the Wednesday show. Okay. Because I remember the conversation of, well, you get the energy on the first night and you get the good sound on the second night. Yeah. Remember? I but, think that but we for some, But yeah, but for some reason, I flipped it in my mind and I, even though I had the rationale and I very distinctly bought Wednesday tickets. <laughs> when I put them away in the closet, suddenly they became in my mind Tuesday tickets. It was all my fault. I mentioned to Dale and I was like, I'm not going to bring this up, but I swear he said Wednesday Yeah. because we talked about... I wish well, you would have said something. <laughs> well, I didn't remember when you said we were supposed to go on Tuesday. I was like, that sounds right. Yeah. I, how, why would I remember? And so we meet you guys over at the bar, and in the interim, I cuss out the usher <laughs> that wouldn't let you that for not across. letting us walk across, even though it was even shorter to walk right. across. Right, I, I, I just was I I was just all up in my own head and all upset about how much I had ruined everything for everyone. <laughs> so good. And so I just blew up at this innocent person, and. It just horrified my girlfriend. She just was, she looked at me like I had three heads and was like, I don't even know who you are right now. You definitely went down a notch. Yeah. Right and so, there. so then we're over at the bar and we're having a drink and, uh, 
we're trying to work it out, but I'm being very defiant about, you know, th this is just, I, I brought my friends here, I'm trying to make everything right, and it's just, I'm very frustrated, and you don't understand. And I she was like... She was buying me a drink, and I was like, why are you buying people drinks? And she was like, I don't know. I just want everyone to have a good time. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> she was like, I don't even like any of these people. Yeah, I was like, it's fine, but we're just going to hang out. So at, at some point, she is just like, you know what? See you later. <laughs> and she just took off. <laughs> so I am by myself. I am in the pit by myself watching Jesus and Mary Chain. You guys go back to your seats. Well, we were on that side view by the bar watching Jesus and Mary Chain. And we were like, well, I could just stand here like the whole time. And they were like, and you guys kept trying to push us like, no, go stand in the middle, go do this. And we were like, but we're, we're fine. I can see, I can see him super close. He's, they're right there. And y'all were so for sure that we needed to go on the floor. And we're like, but we're right past the railing, right behind where you guys are standing. Yeah, Marissa was trying to... She did. She, she gave was, it to she, me. Yeah, she was trying to squeeze out of her wristband and give it to Toby. Yeah, which for... And it's kind of hurtful that she thought that it would fit my wrist immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because so, she pulled it off her wrist in like two seconds and was like, here. And I was like, what makes you think? Yeah, it'll probably fit. <laughs> So you guys go to your seat. I go and watch uh, some of the show, and then in between, uh, in between Jesus and Mary Chain and Nine Inch Nails, I I find her. I go out and I find her, and she's already made new friends, and she's totally forgotten about me. Oh yeah, and yeah. People were dressed up. Yeah, and so uh, she she met this uh, couple that were just like totally enamored with her, and they were having a great time. And then I come up and it's like wet blanket on top of the conversation but i'm like i'm really sorry how can i fix this and she says the only way you're going to fix this is if you go back and apologize i know and that was a good move and so before nine inch nails we walk back in and we go back to the the spot where that usher was and she's still there checking tickets and i said i don't know if you remember but i I was verbally abusive earlier, and I'm extremely sorry. I was very frustrated. Uh, I accidentally came on the wrong night. I bought the wrong tickets. I, I took it all out on you. It was my bad. I'm very sorry. You're just doing your job. And she was like, I appreciate you saying that. It's very nice of you to come say. And I was like, where's the other lady that I yelled at? And she was like, she's right over there. And so I, I apologized to her. And she actually was like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, yeah that like you... no one's ever apologized to me. Well, she was like, that sucks that you came on the wrong night, you idiot. Uh, but well, did I tell you that the girl, the... Um... The girl I gave the ticket to first that told us we were there on the wrong night found me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. What did yeah. she say? I was standing next to Dale, and this girl just comes up and is standing right next to me. And I finally look at her, and I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, oh, I'm so happy you guys got in. And I had no idea who it was. And she just hung out for a while and was so pleased that we made it. No thanks night. to her. Yeah. So I just shoved her. <laughs> no, she was super nice. I thought it was cool that she uh, was pleased that we made it. Yeah. So Even I, though I did kind of look forward into the pit and went, there's about 200 other people that could be. Yeah, there was plenty right of there. room. Plenty of room in the pit. Did either one of those shows sell out? I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, I ended up apologizing. Uh, my girlfriend joined me for the uh, the Nine Inch Nails set. We ended up having another drink with you at that same bar on the side, and we tried to get you guys to bum rush the floor with yeah, us. Yeah, we were like, and we you, don't you care. You guys were like, you didn't want any of it. Yeah, our seats were so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were, we were, you know, there's dead center where the soundboard is. We were about, I don't know, 20 feet to the left of the soundboard, one railing off of the pit, but even a little higher up. So it was perfect. Yeah. Let's you get to your final it. Stephen Street song. So that's all the ways that I ruined the night. You uh, didn't ruin the night. It, was, it ended up great. Yeah. It was just $20 extra. <laughs> well, uh, after your song, we can uh, just at least touch on uh, the venue and the show. Before and how we get, much before the tickets we get out of in here. general were. I want to get into that. Yeah. That's a... Uh, it was pricey. It's a little different ticket price from the first time I saw Nine Inch Nails. Right. I'll tell you that. Um, this next one, uh, I mean, you want to talk about hard to choose after Blur to narrow it down. I went for, um, I mean, you're a Kaiser Chiefs fan, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a huge Kaiser Chiefs fan, but I mean, I did like that, that first record. And um, and their their new record is actually really good. But you didn't like that second one with that. Uh, I don't know if it's the second one. What's the one? Uh, the reason why I picked this song is because I'm not a huge Kaiser Chiefs fan. I like them, but there is a, one tune that I've seen them play at festivals and people go nuts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right. It's uh, is it the Riot song? It's the Ruby song. Oh, yes. Okay. That first record was really, really good. Well, that's not on the first one. Is it not? I don't think so. No, it's not. I don't know God, the, I'm such an idiot. I don't know the full uh, history of the Kaiser Chiefs. So uh, Ruby was the, the lead single off of the second record, which was Yours Truly, Angry Mob, which that's came it, out yeah. in, in 2007. And uh, that was actually their uh, their first number one single and first number one record in okay. the UK. Okay. Um, you know, we're playing the hits. Yeah, we're playing the hits. But, uh, see, why did I think you were a big Kaiser Chiefs guy? I mean, in, in the dark period of the early aughts, I definitely was a fan of theirs, but I'm not like a huge fan. I like that after those first two records, I kind of lost touch. All right, I don't well, really know a whole lot about them after that. Well, I picked this one for you. Um, but, but you know the Peter Pete Dautre? Right, the Baby Shambles guy? Yeah, he did all those records and was one of the guys that kind of told him to get his life together. Because he wasn't going to be able to record him with him being so crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so I was going to play one of their jams. He did, uh, I think he did Let It Ride, the Shed 7 stuff, but we've already played Shed 7, right? Yes. We could go on and on and on. No, I want to hear Ruby. I really do. And I don't mean to downplay because, like I said, that, that first uh, Kaiser Chiefs record, Employment, I really loved. I swear, I saw them on that tour. They may have played Trees, yeah, and, or and, Granada or something. Yeah, and then that 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 second record was great. I mean, I didn't realize they have they have 
six records now at this point. When you look on their page, they uh, <laughs> they are list. They don't list the songs that did so well. They list how many awards they've won. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're one of those English bands that yeah, they win a lot of NME and Q it, awards. Yeah, and they win all of those. The Brit awards, even though they've kind of only had. I mean, this is the one number one. All the other ones will say, well, this one hit the top 10, and then the second one, the third one would be top 20, top 40, you know, stuff like that. They didn't have hit after hit. Right. But they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're UK darlings. Yeah, they are. They, they are definitely, uh, I mean, they've not done much uh, on this side of the pond. Not a whole lot of people are, are hugely aware of them. No. Um, but... The UK definitely holds them up as one of their own, and they're they're kind of a darling over there. Yeah, I mean they'll be aware of them after this. Oh, for sure. After what we're about to do. Yeah, let's let's check the iTunes charts and see where see. you yours truly, Angry Mob, lands at the end of December. Yeah, bro. But mainly, listen to how it sounds. <laughs> he did. Stephen Street did such an amazing job with this. That's why I picked it. And I, I can't wait to hear it because I have not heard this song in ages. And it's it's going to bring the early aughts flooding back for me. Ruby by Kaiser Chiefs on HT. Wow, 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 wow.
man, that sounds great. I mean, yeah. I mean, once again, just, I mean, it's powerful, but it's so super clean. Right. I mean, it, it's such a thick, crunchy guitar tone, but it's, it doesn't overwhelm everything else. Yeah. I would, uh, and more so than either of the, the songs that you played earlier, just all of the, the vocal harmonies mm -hmm. and, and the chorus. It's so big. It's so yeah, great. It's huge. Like he's gone over the years and stayed relevant over what's that like three decades. Right. Um, I'm guessing he's really expensive because he makes hits. I just, <laughs> I just tried to click on his website, uh -huh. stevenstreet.net. <laughs> <laughs> and you get like the, uh, kind of the placeholder it says this site is reserved for steven street and will be back up and running soon yeah he needs a band uh, and then it says in the meantime please visit uh gothamproducers.com for some of steven's projects and links so let's see what that does yeah and then it says page not found <laughs> <laughs> yeah he bought an island and he's just... Yeah, he uh, does not care. He's just uh, tweeting stuff that you can read. Yeah. I, I mean, do I, need to follow he, him, he's, I guess. He's a, he's a good follow. I mean, he he uh, definitely keeps up with stuff. And, you know, of course, there's a lot of uh, anniversaries of stuff that he's worked on. And sure. So then he'll, you know, have comments about stuff when it uh, is in the news. Yeah. All right. You're going to open before we... Uh, well, let me can I wrap up Stephen Street? Yeah, wrap up Stephen Street. We're also going to uh, crack the final HTWOW Yacht Rock, and we're also going to talk about the uh, the actual Jesus and Mary Chain Nine Inch Nails show. But what, are you, okay. what do you, how do you want to wrap this up for your producer, your debut producer episode? Stephen Street is very good at recording things. The end. The end. Let's um, let's open this up. Put it by the mic. Let's see. Let's hear the carbonation. Hear it? It's in the old uh, Grolsch-looking bottle, but it's blue. Right. It's got like the uh, the hinge cork on top. You know what would be great is, um, and we'll put this on there later, is one of your new stickers that you got there. Oh, yeah. Kind of on the bottom. Brought you some HTML stickers. Yacht Rock. Uh, is this the last bottle? Is it? I don't know. I thought it was. Maybe there's one more. I don't know. It looked like the last one in the fridge, but um, like I said, it, it's When kinda... did we make this? In August? In I... July? Man, I cannot remember. Or June? Maybe we made it in June and drank it in August? I don't know. I so it's, it's like it's been fermenting in the bottle for like six months now. It's good, but sometimes it's good to let them say it. All right. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Do you want to hear it and see if it still has carbonation? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Look at the smoke off of that thing. Dang. Did you see that? That was pretty good. We probably should have filmed Oh, man. Um, here, give me your glass. Here you go. I went with a Houston Oilers glass. That's not good Oh. Wow, that's frothy. It's still frothy, isn't it? Look at that. Yeah. Wow. But doesn't it look clearer even? It, it seriously like the the uh, the bubbles rising to the head. It looks like a beer commercial. I know it looks like champagne. It's the champagne of beers. Can we trademark that? Mmm. 
Yep. That's a Saison, bro. We did good, Dave. We did. 2018, give me a clink. Cheers, 2018, bro. You got a little bit of a head there. I know, I'm gonna have to let it sit for a second. I'll, I'll, I'll wait until yours is down a little bit. No, we can taste it together. All right, here we go. Let's do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Jesus, I just punched the mic with my fist. All right, here we go. That's really good. That's really good. I mean, it does taste like a Saison, doesn't it? Yeah. It's got a really clean taste and uh, a really lovely aftertaste. Way to go, us. We I'm impressed it. with us. When we uh, mass produce this to the 30 people that... Yeah, what's our thing on Patreon for this? <laughs> yeah, I guess if you uh, if there's one bottle left, you can buy yeah. If you if you one thousand uh, yeah. If you contribute a thousand dollars a month, then we'll, you can have the last bottle of Yacht Rock Saison. Is it really a monthly thing? Yeah. Golly, that actually tastes pretty good. Okay, so let's uh, let's finish up the adventure at uh, Jesus Mary Chain and Nine Inch Nails. So I screwed everything up. I made uh, everyone. Uh, uncomfortable but then we finally did get to see the show we saw about half of Jesus and Mary Chain and they sounded great the uh, the room the I thought room, was that was much better than I had seen it before yeah because you guys were down on it a little bit before we got there but I think that that's a good way to do it like you know sandbag yeah I mean I, I had seen it I guess the the very first show the Wilco show and it was, they hadn't painted the inside. They didn't have the scrims around the stage. Mm -hmm. I think they, since then, have added a, a bit of an incline to the floor. Yeah, you could tell they added a bit with, you could see it on the side from when we were at the bar, how they yeah. put a wood floor in and raised it as it went up. Yeah, so... Uh, so before, that was just concrete. Yeah, it was just flat. flat. Floor. Okay. Yeah, so it, it was way, way better. And yeah, the uh, the walls and the ceiling in the, the, the auditorium... It all had sound treatment. Yeah, when we saw it, it didn't have sound treatment and it was all white. It was all just like primer. Mm -hmm. But now it was all painted black or dark gray, and it had batting. I wonder if Wilco and... was like, how did we get stuck with this? <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? Like, we're the first. Yeah. Well, they weren't supposed to be the first. There were supposed to be a couple of shows before that, but they kept canceling shows because they weren't ready. Yeah. The, uh... There was Dave Chappelle, yeah, and there was, right. I think, something else that got canceled. But yes, the, the, the Do room... Do you need sound for a Chappelle show? I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't think that the... Like they they were still working on the bathrooms. Yeah, like, like the, the plumbing finish, wasn't the finished. finish out wasn't yeah, done. Yeah. Um, but yes, the room was so much better. It was so much cozier, being dark, and uh, I really I will go see a show there again, no question. If it's a band that I want to see, and they don't necessarily book for us. You don't like the 1975, do you? No, I don't. Okay, they're coming. Yes. But I will go see a show there again, no problem. Because it's very easy to get to, especially if you Uber. I mean, but there is a big parking garage. You can park if you need to. The whole thing seemed like it was not chaos getting no, in No, it's pretty painless. It was really easy. Was, like, I thought it looked like no one was there. Yeah, it was pretty painless, and, and it sounded good. And coming out, like, because remember, Dale and I were out first, and we waited on you guys, Uh huh. Um, which I guess that's the main exit. Like the the huge right, door, yeah. 
Man, it was so... They have it set up pretty well. I'd like to see it with the lawn opened up. Yeah, I've never seen it with the the uh, the doors open in the back. It looked like it was um, opposite of uh, the Starplex thing. That the lawn would be way smaller yeah, than I, the inside yeah. whereas the other way it's yeah i think the lawn the you know the general admission in the back is maybe half the size of the indoor area yeah Where, whereas, I couldn't it's, even whereas see... the starplex is yeah like the opposite what you said yeah yeah but yeah i thought that it was cool um even though you didn't get to see all of jesus and mary chain did you think they I, sounded great i thought they sounded great and all i thought was is that they won the whole tour because they played from 8 to 8.45 and those dudes were in, there wasn't a, you know, the singer from Jesus and Mary Chain comes out at the end and sings a tune with, no, those guys were back at the hotel. I can guarantee you they were at a restaurant by 9.15 and didn't see, I mean, is that the easiest tour of all time? Yeah. It's great. There was no encore for them. Nothing. When they finished, they just went, check your light. Uh. Yeah, I think the they closed with uh, Reverence, right? Oh, okay. Was that the, their last one, I think? I thought it was the, I hate. I want to die. Oh, okay. The, you're right, right. Was that the last the one? The second to last one was the, I hate rock and roll. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, okay. It, they did, they sounded great. I mean, the, the crowd. Even though uh, they probably necessarily weren't Jesus and Mary Chain fans, they, they responded see, well. They, Yeah, you could tell they were enjoying it, but it wasn't... Where you would think Jesus and Mary Chain and Nine Inch Nails is a, is a good mix, it wasn't a Jesus and Mary Chain show. No. Where if they were playing somewhere else, like a Granada thing or something, it would have been a lot more intense. Yes. Because... I don't know. Either way, I, I just didn't well, feel I, that same, um, like, something might happen dangerous right. with these guys at any point. It was like they were doing this, and they were done, and that was it. Well, and there was definitely tape on the mixing board. Like, Jesus and Mary Chain can't go above this level. No doubt about it. Because yeah. there needed to be some room for Nine Inch Nails to smash everyone in the face. And yeah. boy, they did. They certainly did. When we were talking about on the last one, what is what is Trent Reznor going to do after Jesus and Mary Chain? Well, it was like they never even... Like they played and they were done and it's like they never even were out there. Yeah, and uh, you know, I know that I bought tickets for Wednesday and... <laughs> We we ended up going on Tuesday. I did go back and look at the set lists, and I think we actually got the better set list on Tuesday for Nine Inch Nails. For Nine Inch Nails, yes. Yeah. Uh, so even though with all of the uh, the 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 pains of getting there, I think we ended up seeing the better show. And what was the I had never seen Nine Inch Nails before, and I was extremely impressed. It was intense. I uh, Dale leaned over one time, and all he said was, I was not expecting this. This is pretty intense. I was like, okay, Chatty. <laughs> the, is... the, the light show was what made it. Yeah. It, because there were so crazy. many strobes. 
they, there was just there was a light rig behind the band and on the left side and the right side and they would just they would pummel you with lights and pummel you with sound when jesus and mary chain went off um i think this is when you were dealing with your um when i was your tour nice. of apologies yeah. um we saw the lights that they brought in after that show on the sides of the stage and we're just like what are they what is happening here it was like they were just covering all behind them when Jesus and Mary Chain left with just lights and it was huge but what from the show for you because I have for me what was the weirdest thing that I liked the most the the saxophone the saxophone thing was I couldn't believe Trent Reznor knows how to play saxophone. Yeah, so they 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 played like three of the songs off of uh, Bad Witch, the new EP. Okay, so you were prepared for this because you knew that he plays saxophone. Well, I didn't know. I mean, I've listened to that uh, like a little. Uh-huh. I, I had a cursory knowledge of it. But I didn't know that it featured so much saxophone and that it was <laughs> Trent Reznor playing it. It was awesome. I, because it's you know, for me the best song of the night was the David Bowie cover. Uh, the I'm one afraid that, of Americans because he I think he produced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they did it great, but uh, you know, and David Bowie is a big saxophone guy. That's what he started off doing. Right. And so I'm like, how did, how random is it that both of those guys just happen to be whip ass at? Saxophone. Right. It's such a weird thing. It is a and, weird and thing. And I could even tell because I like those songs the best is when he was, it got real ambient and then he would come out with an echoey saxophone thing. Right. And I could tell a lot of the comic booky guys, that's when they went to get a drink. Right. They were like, I'm not watching the saxophone. Yeah. It was, thing. it was, it was square in the middle of the set. So it was, it was, uh, songs nine, 10, and 11. He played Shit Mirror. Ahead of ourselves and God break down the door from the new EP. Because he did do it in an encore too, right? Didn't he come out with this? I don't think so. Oh, maybe I'm. Um, Yeah, and so uh, he dedicated "I'm Afraid of Americans" to David Bowie, and also uh, a shout out to Vinnie Paul and Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, he did that, and then he got into his political thing. Yeah, and did you see how big that blew up on the internet? Yeah, and it was it was a joke, a lie. It was yeah, it was a total joke. So he makes the joke. Or, or he he asks people in the crowd, raise your hand if you voted for Ted Cruz, and you know a handful of people raise their hand. Yeah, a few people around us were very proud of that. Yeah, and he is like, he's like, yeah, he tried to uh, get on the guest list, and I told him to fuck off because the the last time he drank uh, all he, my he beer. drank all of our beer, and he was a real uh, pain in the ass to be around. Yeah, and people took that as he was being serious, and none of that happened. No, it, he was totally making it up. Yeah, <laughs> and then to the point where Ted Cruz had to tweet and say, you know, I, I Nine Inch Nails is not my taste. Uh, you know, and, and, and I didn't drink it, all their beer. But like it was a for real thing. Like it's the thing they took away from the concert. Right. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that th- he was being. serious. 
it was all over the place that comment yeah it really like, he it was, was just it, messing around yeah to the point it wasn't just like the music blogs it was like mainstream media yeah. was talking about the feud between ted cruz and nine inch nails yeah, i'm sure stupid. that he was even just like look because even after he said that when people raised their hands he went well i'm not gonna hold it against you <laughs> didn't he say that like right after he's yeah. like that's cool i don't understand it but but he uh i mean he looks great uh, he, you know, was of course wearing like the the bleans and the black T-shirt, and, and he would raise his arm up in a very bro rock kind of. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Yeah, you know, do the yeah, bro. Hold the mic and kind of do like a curl. I would say the uh, my favorite thing about the reason why I'm happy that I went is that band. The guitar player. The guitar player and that drummer. That drummer would finish songs, leave the drum set, cruise over to the piano and finish the songs, and then go get back to the drum set in time to start the next jam. And all that stuff that sounds like programmed stuff, he was playing it all. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, and the, the, the guitar player has been his on-again, off-again guitar player since the early 90s. Yeah, and he looks great. Uh, yeah, he looks like, still looks like a young kid because he looks like he's about 6'4", maybe 6'5", and like 180 pounds. He's real wiry and tall. Yeah, he's got like a dingu look, but with crazy haircut. Yeah, he's got like a three-pronged yeah. haircut. <laughs> yeah, like he, uh, like he cut it himself. <laughs> it looked kind of more poodle on the sides. Uh-huh. To where he could swing it, but he didn't want anything to get in his face. He looks so great, and uh, and then the, my my favorite the was the songwriting dude. Oh yeah, yeah, the Atticus Ross. Yeah, he looked like craftwork guy. Yeah, he was kind of on the 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 front left as you're looking at the stage, and he had you know we his, call that stage right. Yeah, stage right. Um, but yeah, he had his bank of keys, and he Business. he was doing all of the uh, the atmospherics and. Yeah, and I loved his move that he never moved. Yeah. He just stood there. I mean, like, you're supposed to, as a keyboard player, do not move. Don't dance. Don't act like you care. Do your stuff. And man, he chilled the whole time. The guitar player was probably the most animated. Yeah. Of course, the drummer can't do anything. And then there was the extra dude who played, went from bass, guitar, keyboards, back to, he just kept switching. Right. I mean, he's got a. I mean, of course, the guy's a billionaire. He'll be able to afford the best band in the world. Yeah, it was it was way better than I had anticipated. I wished that I was in a better frame of mind that I hadn't just destroyed all the karma before destroy. before Everyone the show was started. Fine. See, that's why I wish you would have been with us. Is I know you would real would have realized that nothing was. I know nothing was. But broken. I was I was trying to I was trying to fix everything. Uh, my favorite bit was at the very beginning. So the first song was uh, Mr. Self Destruct, and it was uh, all all of the strobes, and then you know they they brought out the fog machines. And so they had the fog machines going for like five or ten minutes yeah. before the show even started to fill the room with smoke. We used to do that. And then, uh, I guess right below Trent Reznor, there was like a fan. <laughs> and so he is, he's, you know, like he's braced. He's, he's got his legs spread apart. He's braced and he's holding on to the mic stand. <laughs> his bro brace. Yeah, he's braced against the mic stand and the, the smoke is 
blowing into his face and the strobes are going off and it looks like he's in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. It looks so awesome. Yeah. That's the only thing I kind of, I don't know, like from when I saw him before, of course, he was just, he looked, when I saw him in 19, and of course, people can't keep this up. There's no way they can. But when I saw him in 1989 or whatever, he looked like the guitar player. Yeah, he was a skinny kid. Yeah, and so now he's kind of, you know, he's kind of bro weightlifting. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> he's just like a bigger dude. And he still looks like you, Dave. He, I mean, he, you well, are. You, you are. No one. No you one, are a weightlifty bro guy, too. No one mistook me for him. I walked all over that place and no one was like, hey, Trent. Oh, sorry. It's not you. Yeah, well. No one did. Uh, but I, I did. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it way more than I even thought I was going to. And you almost went back another. I night. know. I, I seriously considered just going by myself and having a total do-over on Wednesday night. I'm glad you didn't though, because you would have missed Taylor Smash Face. I know. Yeah, I ended up hanging out with you and and seeing Taylor Smash's face, but that's a whole nother story yeah, for we another can't time. Get into that no. now. This would go into four hours. Yes. But uh yes, thumbs up to uh Nine Inch Nails, of course thumbs up to Jesus and Mary Chain. And goddamn thumbs up to Steven Street. Yes. You've done great things. Please produce uh, anything of our friends? Maybe you need to send. Maybe band? you need to send him an email, and maybe he'll decide that uh, he wants to produce like the next Calhoun or the next Deep Blue or something. I don't know. If something. he would do a Modern Nations record, that would be so great. Um, but we cannot afford him. But maybe he'll do it out of the goodness of his heart because he's bored. Because um, he's too busy counting his money. I don't think that he's that bored. Don't think so. No. But, um, you know what would be cool? What? Because it's Christmas time. It's to finally listen to the end of the jam we started with. Yeah. We really do need to see how this story ends. What do you think of that band? The Waitresses? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know that much about them. You know, all I think of is uh, Square Pegs. Yeah. They're um, very, very much a Square Pegs band. Man. What was their other hit? Uh, oh, uh, I know what boys like. Yeah, <laughs> I know what boys like. But there was, what was the other one? I don't know. What, can I see the list? Uh, well, they had, of course, Square Pegs. I mean, that I know what boys like was a big song. Yeah. And Square Pegs, Square Pegs, Square, Square Pegs. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh-huh. I watched that show. I wonder how many seasons that was. Probably just two. A lot of people were in it, though. You know, of course, Sarah Jessica was in it. Yeah. Um... It was only two seasons, 82 and 83. The mean girl was uh, the girl that was in Less Than Zero. Um, you know, she's still famous now. Um, Jamie Gertz? Yes. Uh, man, I might just go revisit Square Pegs. Yeah, they only did uh, two seasons, 20 episodes. There's no way it holds up. There's no way it holds up. It would to us just because of the Devo stuff and everything. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Square pegs. <laughs> well, let's, I mean, uh, let's get it back in the Christmas spirit. We got all like dark and twisted talking about AI and Nine Inch Nails and... And SEOs. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. SEO. 
See, I've learned a new thing today. You did. Um, but now we get to hear uh, if she ever got together with the guy she met on the ski slopes. Okay, let me... Um, let's get it right back in the... So, yeah, just to recap, she, she met him and got his number, uh, but they never got together because uh, she saw him again in the spring, and they thought we, they could go to lunch, but they... They couldn't agree when they were both free, and then in the summer he invited her to go on his boat, and she it's, couldn't because she had sunburn. It's a real, it's it's like a dumbed down version, if that's possible, of uh, Last Christmas. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know what? Let's promote that. Or you're doing it this year, of right? What? You're doing the Taylor Jam. Oh, I guess so. You have to go sing Last Christmas. I'm playing bass for it. You have to go do okay, it. Okay, I'll do it. But why, I mean, who knows when that is and who knows when this will be posted. I mean, we don't need to promote something that no one will go to see. It's December 20th at the sundown. Surely we'll have this up by next week, right? I hope so. Um, you're going to sing Last Christmas with Taylor Young, and I'm going to play bass, and I'm going to sing the really high parts. Okay. I can't wait. Do you remember how to sing it? I'll figure it out. It's pretty random. All the verses and stuff. It gets I know. Weird. Well, all, all I have to do is just echo what Taylor's saying, so I don't have I don't have to know anything. Okay, so um, get ready for that. Sundown, uh, Taylor Young and Friends. A whole bunch of people are playing. I have I don't have it in front of me, but look it up. Um, and Dave Lane's gonna sing "Last Christmas" by George Michael. By Wham. Oh, is it not? Yeah, we went over this last year. It's by Wham. Don't don't yell at me because I don't know don't the history forget Andrew of Ridgely. Wham. All right, are you ready? Yeah, let's blow this out. All right, it's gonna be cool with a really good, uh, you know, and then it'll be like the horns. Oh yeah, bring it back. For listening to episode 18 of HTWOW, the December 2018 episode. We're very excited about the year to come. We're very grateful for the year that's passed. We hope you will continue to stay on this journey of musical excellence with us. And Merry Christmas, everyone! Couldn't miss this one this year. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Couldn't miss this one this year. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Couldn't miss this one this year. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Couldn't miss this one this year. Trevor's on the saxophone.
should have had this like jingle guy thing. We'll fix it in post. <laughs>